welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, welcome everyone to the Speakeasy Cafe. Thank you for calling in. It has been a bit of a rough week out in the world. I know here in Oregon we have seen all kinds of ice storms, power outages, there is all kinds of craziness. And Nyla kind of messaged me earlier this week saying she's probably going to need some help hosting the show, asked me if I could do this, said she'd offer to make me dinner. So I thought, sure, why not? And here I am looking at a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and a little a little bottle of wine. Um, this is not quite what I had in mind, but I don't know. Um, so, <laughs> so Nyla's still experiencing some difficulty after her uh, her jaw surgery. So she'll be here. She might not talk too much, but she might pipe in every now and then. So don't be afraid to kind of share your thoughts. She is listening in. Now, if you would like to call in, the number is 646-595-3965. Okay. Now, first off, I do want to thank all of our sponsors for helping making the show possible. And... The list of sponsors this year includes Debbie Kelly, Eric Shulman, Maddie Golickson, Melvin Douglas Johnson, Rick and Sean Clark, Raymond Bentley, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Rachel Ward, Kevin Kraft, Gina Storm, Renee Cryer, James, a.k.a. One Sapien, Richard Ward, and Colin Kennedy Hume. Thank you all again for your ongoing support in making this show possible. All right. So, as always, Nyla does have some homework assignments for you guys. So, I hope you're all ready for this week's poetry prompt. This week's prompt. The prompt can be the title of your poem, a line in your poem, or the general concept of the poem. Now... Number your paper one through eight, and first one is full of itself alone. Second is blood petals. Third, colors with no edges. Four, girls in bloom. Five, hissing madness. Six, flames untrembling. Seven, she lives fooled by herself. And eight. The Death of Wonder. Alright, so that is this week's prompt. Now, we always start and end every episode with an audio track, so tonight we are going to be playing The Hydropods, Speak Days from the Dogs. <coughs>
days are much better than others. You get a postcard from someone you don't hate. There's also a small check. The kittens play with a 57 Chevy Hot Wheels car on the wood floor. You take the check and leave the house. Lock the door. Swing open the gate and step into the wind, hungry. The sun acts just right. And prowling clouds move like wild boar, snorting through the sky. Wind finds its way into your ears and nostrils, bringing in faintly reminiscent odors of summer storm cat piss and the vague decaying rot of persimmon. You walk 15 zigzag blocks to the store through residential catacombs, each house decorated with simplistic personality, a beige one with 16 blossoming potted red carnation bushes catches the eye. The sea green mist contemporary with a single shrub in the front yard shaped like a buxom farm wife. A shaggy overgrown shack with pumpkin plants cushioning the parameter. All this on the way to the store. Not the stupid 24-hour store, the stupor market, the fancy store. You grab the green dwarf-sized cart and hunching stalk the aisles. You get sea scallops. You get the stinky, runny cheese with sticky rivers of blue goo spidering through it. You get radicchio and white onion, shiitakes and limes, one albino eggplant. Sunset-splashed Queen Anne cherries, pounds of them. You stuff innocent handfuls into a paper bag like a savage scavenger. Four coffee-colored plums, an Australian Cabernet, and a Kenwood Table Red baguette the size and shape of an elk horn. Pay for the shit and tip the dog outside, tied with a quick scratch on the muzzle. She leaps at the scent of your groceries, but you're already gone. Cut home through the park, past dykes on both sides, in two fields playing knock'em sock'em softball, yelling at each other impatiently, whacking screaming shrunken skulls down the third base line. Better men than most men, better men than me. Enter the trees, alter course for the house. Bust in door, ignite coils, smack the pan. Blast scallops with eggplant, mushroom, Kenwood, a smash of dillweed and salt. Squeeze that lime, flip in air, catch with plate. Drink the bottle down, eat the food, crush the fruit into your mouth with impunity. Open the Australian. Pour it. Drink it until it misses your mouth and spills right down your shirt. Forget the scallops were sandy. Drink the wine. See the empty Hot Wheels car on the lonely floor. Wonder where kittens hide from giants. Remember the postcard. Forget you were hungry. Forget what day it is. Hydropods with Speak Days from the Dogs. All right. Now, if you'd like to call in, the number once again is 646-595-3965. Just be sure to tap 1 in order to let us know that you would like to come onto the air. We do take callers in the number that you call in, and please be sure to introduce yourself. Now, tonight you can read one or two poems. Please try to keep them around the five-minute mark, though. 
Now, when you are done reading, please be sure to give your URL so people can come find you, give you some love, some feedback, sharing all of your work. Okay. Last but not least, do remember, we do have a mature rating. So you can hear about anything with the exception of full-on adult erotica. Other than that, you are good to go. Please, no <laughs> no tab A into slot B, as Nyla would say. All right. So let's get going. I'm going to give the first three callers so you have a heads up. And that would be area codes 575. 419 and 504. And just as a heads up, I do see area codes 256 and 757. I think I know exactly who that is. With your hands not raised at the moment, so please be sure to tap one once you are ready. Okay, with that said, let's bring our first caller onto the air. And area code 575, you are on the air. Hello, hello. This is Levi Miracle from Tucumcari, New Mexico. Hey there, Levi. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you tonight? I think all things considered, I cannot complain. So I'm hoping you've got some wonderful stuff for us tonight. <laughs> yes, I got a couple pieces I'd like to read. Okay. Yeah, the first one um, is called the gift and it's um in my new book the autobiography of a broken kid it's a poem out of that and uh it's dedicated to my nephew i would have liked to just cough in your presence but i was afraid it might have brought you unrequited death you punched the air every day but not intentionally as if to knock out the germs before they entered your lungs. I would have loved to just love you in the traditional way, yet I was afraid a tight hug would crumble you, like our aunt's coffee cake that you were too young to try. Your fist fit in my hand much like a marble in my palm, and your coo was much like a baby sparrow, was like a song barely sung but always heard. We needed you to be here, but you needed way more than we could provide. Justice is but a pale child awaiting the sun, and you were but a baby born on the fringe of heaven waiting to fully enter. I hate to think of you, because all I see are your eyes peering into mine with the hope that they would one day be closed forever in a painless state of dreaming. I'm sorry your eyes found nightmares while living, and I'm sorry that I couldn't have loved you more. I would like to remember you as a child in the sun, burning with a sense of desire for a gift that you've been given, for the gift that I have received. Your eyes are now closed, and you can dream forever. That is a gift I would never Take away in peace. Oh, man. That is some pretty heavy stuff right off the bat. Um, wow. Thank you. Yeah. You said, you <laughs> and said that, this was that's dedicated, dedicated to, your to my nephew? nephew. Yeah. 
He'd be, uh, mm-hmm. I think he'd be like 17 now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Now the birth of a child is always viewed with such joy, but it is such a fragile thing. And yeah. it is an extremely difficult time. You know, it is yeah. so easy for it to go from a moment of joy and happiness to one of sorrow. And right, yeah. And he he was 10 months, so he wasn't here very long, but um, died way too soon, that's for sure. Uh, thank but you I'm glad we had him for as long as we had him, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well. Alrighty. Well, my other piece um, okay. is called The Wall, and it is... Uh, it was published in The Beautiful Space, a journal of mind, art, and poetry. The Wall There's a wall that gaps between the meaning of my existence and the meaning of existence in general. It's a wall I can't climb, a wall without measure, a wall without borders. Because of this wall is why I've been blind for so long. It's why I leave the lights on at night. It's why I cover my face with shadow figures not wanting anything to remember my complexion. It's a wall made up of everything I'm afraid of. Things that make a paper cutthroat gush with the screams you never knew existed. Things that cause teardrops to not only fall but instead break the barriers of sanity. Things I don't like to speak of, like how when I was younger, I couldn't differentiate between sane moments and the moments where everything seemed perfect, yet I was a suicide time bomb ticking away, as if an alarm were being trapped inside my wrists, as if a god were dictating from inside my veins, from inside my bones, until I exploded with the questions never answered, till it was too late. These are the things that make my stomach curl into the fetal position until I rebirth the moments of wanting to be alive. These are the moments I can't relive until I can actually live again. This wall, this wall of terror within my heart will never crumble until I can leave the past in the past and remember that my future is bright. This wall is a concrete resemblance of power a mountain so planted in my thoughts, I can, it can never be removed, never be consumed by the tsunami of my ambition, never become a path I can easily walk to the other side. It's this wall that keeps me afraid at night, keeps me from jumping the fence of my mind to the other realm of my reality. It's this wall I can't replace with one easily escapable. It's this wall... This wall I find so unmistakably hard to confront. This wall that has never been moved, never been shaken from its psyche's foundation, never been remembered as anything but a traumatic remembrance. But every day, for the past three years, I found myself staring at the wall, challenging it, whispering ideal chants and hopeful phrases into its core, till I'm not afraid anymore, 
till I realize borders cannot define my destination. This wall will know, will know I will not bow down again. I will not crumble to its mass or answer the echo calls bounced off its sides to scream lies into my soul. No, I can now turn the lights off. I can uncover my face from the shadow world and face the wall with unveiled freedom. I will conquer. I will prevail. I will tear down the wall until each piece is nothing but particles of dust on life's shelf. The wall will never again define me. This wall will never again be resurrected. This wall, this wall, this wall. I am free in peace. That was a really good one, Levi. I loved I loved just kind of the way that this really does describe how we really kind of do this to ourselves. These barriers, these obstacles that have been put in place, whether physical or metaphorical, almost always there is some factor of ourselves in there, of creating right. it and giving it that power but the freedom that comes with actually breaking it down that yes that is and i i struggled I many years away. of my of my youth you know with uh, mental mm-hmm. illness and um depression and you know it was it was it was a battle but if i didn't have my family or uh you know, writing, I probably wouldn't be here today. So I'm just thankful that my wall was able to be tore down, you know. <laughs> no, that is wonderful to hear. That's powerful stuff. And, yeah, if you have someone that can kind of reach over that, that wall, yeah, establish yeah. that connection, that is that first step towards freedom. Right, right. Uh, you just blow the wall up. <laughs> Not sure if you heard Nyla, but she just asked, "What if we just blow the wall up?" Right, that would work too. <laughs> Bring on the dynamite. That's <laughs> your back, babe. Right. All right, Levi. Yes. So, please be sure let people know how they can come find you. Listen to more of your stuff. Share the love with you. Yes. Um, I can be found on. The Poetry and Writings of Levi J. Miracle, that's M-E-R-I-C-L-E on Facebook. I'm on the Poets and Writers database. You can find a lot of the things I published on there. Um, I'm on, um, you know, different magazines and journals. If you Google my name, you can find me. So. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much, Levi. Oh, well, thank you. And I'll be on again probably next week. <laughs> All right. I'm going to hold you to that. <laughs> right. You better. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Levi. I'm going to put you All on right. hold. You have a good one. And let's see. Next up in our lineup, I see area code 419. Agent 419. All right. So, Agent 419, you are on the air. Hello there, sir. How are you? I'm reporting to duty. <laughs> I'm doing quite well. How are you this uh, rather, well, gray day here in Oregon? 
I'm I'm doing good. We got a lot of snow where I'm at in northern Indiana, and I heard Nyla in the background saying Agent 419, so she made me laugh. That's cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little thing that we have. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of snow. I felt like two days ago when I woke up, I thought I was back home in Wisconsin. I was like, no. <laughs> it is really kind of bizarre just to see it all over the country right now, and yeah, kind of all over the world. Um, I thought I saw something. I had to double kind of do a double take on it. Looks like it's actually snowing in Saudi Arabia right now. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, well, we were we were in for a big no, winter cuz no. we've been we've been good for a couple winters, you know? So it was time. It was due. Mhm. I mean, back in the day like Michigan, I remember cuz my stepmom was from there, but the the snow was up to the doors, their 8-foot doors on their house. And it was up to the roof oh, line back goodness. in Michigan. They haven't had snow like that in a long time. So we were due for snow. Good thing they're departing in all over the country, not just one area. Yeah, that's um, that's very true. Um, I have. What did she say? I couldn't. She said it's the same thing with the ice storms here in Oregon. Kind of yeah, was just due for it. That's crazy. Um, Oregon's really pretty. I've been there once, and a log saved me in the rainforest because I picked up a log and I almost fell backwards down the hill, and then I, the oh, weight of the log threw me. It threw me forward. Yeah, I would have been dead. Someone would have ate me a long time ago. <laughs> but it was I can really see exactly her. why you and Nyla get along so well. This sounds exactly <laughs> like something that she would do. I am just such an outside person. I think she, I know she is too, and I know she loves dogs. And in fact, I feel bad for your dinner tonight because I'm actually frying up some meat for my dogs because they like protein, so they're uh-huh. getting steak. Yeah, I, I hope Nyla so is hearing this and paying close attention. <laughs> my dog, my dog, my dog needs better. I'm sorry, I should not have said that. Peanut butter in a bottle of wine. <laughs> hey, peanut butter is good as protein. <laughs> this is true. Um, um, I right. do got two so. if I can share them, and I just wanted to tell you that they're they're personal. But the reason why I want to okay. share them is because I think maybe maybe other people can relate. So that's kind of why. So I right. uh, wanted to. One of them is called God's Time. It's my first one I'll read. Um, It's written for my friend, Teresa. There was a beautiful lady I met via the World Wide Web, the Internet, seeking refuge in a long-lost friend upon the untimely death of my husband, a friend who shared the same name, both having ties to Minnesota, a state where I had a second home, also the home of the great poet, philosopher, singer, songwriter, and musician Robert Zimmerman, famously known as Mr. Bob Dylan driving always past this school of high in his hometown of Hibbing, on my way to the many fishing excursions I did partake. It is a quaint town that housed one of my greatly admired icons of all time. She was not the friend I was searching for after long lost years. No, she was something so much more. Upon seeing her photograph with her great big beautiful smile, she could warm anybody's heart. To find her and I have so much in common, the great outdoors, nature, fishing, our outlooks on life believing in God and always helping others in need. It comes as no surprise as our meeting was meant to be. In a world so big with so many people, our journeys cross paths somewhere along our way. In some way I needed her. God does send us angels in various ways to enrich our lives. I know Teresa is one of mine. It is always heartwarming to see her photos and her ever-loving, never-ending smile. She brings light into my world, light being the beauty of all good things. Light Light is love and emits through her. A truly blessed soul, eight years ago in counting, I had met, by chance, on the internet, a kindred spirit, a sister of my soul. I'm so blessed and honored of her to know. With her light, she makes my life and the lives of others glow. 
This life takes us all on walks and leads us down different roads. But sometimes the roads do cross, and you find you are not alone, one whom touches your life in some way, shape, or form, where your angel is your meant to be. There are seldom coincidences in this life. Everything is relativity. Everything happens for reasons, even if we do not understand. It is God who brings people together, never on accident, but on purpose. Walking with divine spirituality, it is our mission, the bridges we cross, the roads in which we walk, the life we choose to believe. God, nature, animals, and love above all things. A stranger I met on the internet. Turns out she's an amazing soul. Not the long-lost friend I intended to find. Friends, they come and go. But even better yet, I found an angel in this new friend of mine whom lives with so much love in her heart, who lets her inner light shine. Our paths cross for a reason as we met on God's time. <laughs> and peace. I think that one. I told you it was personal. Yeah, it's personal, but it, it it really does strike a chord. You know, I think it's a, a strong reminder that, yeah, there really is no telling. The people that we meet can leave some incredible fingerprints on our lives, and they can be there for some truly amazing reasons. And there is no telling so, right off the bat. So much, I think, I was there preordained and it was meant to be. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I meet these people, and they, they're in my life for a reason. You know what I mean? Like, the little gift you take. So when I wrote that on February 10th, she wrote this in her journal, and when she went and cried when she read it, she told her husband and her daughter, oh, my God, oh, my God. She went and got her journal. On that day, her journal entry said, friendship, do you want to know what the Bible says? And she said in her own words, basically, I need to remember to keep my eye on the salt of the earth people, men and women of the straight and narrow I don't want to settle for any less. I have high standards, and I can't expect others to meet them. I find myself disappointed a lot. I ask God to bring the right people into my life. And it was the same day I wrote that poem for her. So we had, like, a touching, <laughs> girly crying moment, but it was really, pretty pretty awesome. That I know that she was in my life for a reason, as I'm in her, so heck yeah. <laughs> so do I have time to read one more? I know that was lengthy. No, I do believe that you can do one more. Okay, and I'll read that. This is to my uh, twin sister. So it is personal, like I said. Um, This one says, to my sis, sadly departed. What on earth are you thinking? Where you come from, I will never understand. You are so far out there in a vast, far-off land. We never do see eye to eye. It is almost as if my mama had you from some foreign guy. The words you speak fall negative to me, a dark cloud you allow and welcome to come and cast its shadow all over you. Following you everywhere you go, you welcome it. The negativity spreads. You allow it, and you breed, and you say that I'm the negative one. You walk around thinking that you have cancer, almost wishing and longing for it. I pray for you that you don't. doesn't matter because I'm the bad one. I want to try to understand you, to see where you are coming from, but do you, what? I'm sorry, but what you do never surprises me. You are always creating issues, inventing them. One thing after another, your negativity, it breeds. Don't get me wrong, I want to understand you. I want to see where you're coming from. But truth be told, I never could, even when we were young. We are exactly opposite, as opposite as anyone could ever be. I am your twin and want to love you, as I wish you could only love me. I have tried on my end, I have continued to stay silent, to muffle myself all these years, but reality settles in. And it grabs me, shakes me, and moves me to tears. I find myself always praying for normalcy, my whole entire fucking life just to realize it is what it is. We control what we can. We try to survive and just allow ourselves to be if we can. 
I have tried to stay away, to start life anew. I really wanted to get away from the truth. Reality is stark. Reality burns. Reality cuts like a knife. When one allows to confront it, it stabs, it pierces, and it makes you bleed like my heart after realizing your disease. It creates this incredible sadness from within. The walls of my youth I thought were put in my past, but they resurfaced themselves, reconstructing the way it was back then. The life I wanted to forget, to move past, to move on, to be the best I could possibly be from our defaulted situation. You have brought me back, fully reminding me of a life I chose to forget, of a life I don't want to relive, of a life I walked away from. My heart, it breaks. My heart, it aches that you are suffering, that I cannot help you, yet you need someone oh so much. I do pray that you find your way as I have chosen to find mine, to find yourself and carry on the way we were intended to, but to include me in your life, to have some positivity. Let me be your vibe. Let me borrow my shoulder so you can cry. Amen. Oh, man. <laughs> I know everyone seems to think that just because you have a twin, it means that <laughs> there there is this super strong bond and... I don't think there's any denying the bond of family, but it doesn't always equate to being close, to to being inseparable or seeing eye to eye. Yeah. Never, never. I mean, I just don't remember getting along with her when I was younger, ever. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. it's a... It's a, a real tough one. I know I was actually <laughs> I was actually just on the phone with my mom earlier today talking about my own relationship with my sister and she used the exact same phrase, like night and day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's it's true. Um I, I love my sister as a dear friend and stuff and then I thought through school I never went out and like was socially adept because I had my sister at home. So I didn't really go out and make friends, like my sister was was my friend. But when we got into high school and stuff we really never got along. Um, we get along now because we're adults, you know what I mean? But um, mm-hmm. I, I just see she's like a hypochondriac. I don't know if you could get that from my piece <laughs> I wrote. So my mother had mental illness. So every time she mm-hmm. says she's got something wrong with her, I think my flashbacks of my youth, which I want to move away from and not be around that. That's like the negativity stuff that you can't control. And it it breaks my heart that she's like falling into the footsteps of my, of my mother. And that's where it hurts the worst. <laughs> but we have a joke. Um, we were born... We were born cesarean, and my sister would tell me, ha, 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 how do you like being a leftover shit? And I said, ha, ha, how do you like being born with my foot up your ass? Because <laughs> <laughs> she was born before me. So wow. <laughs> <laughs> Just give her a big yeah. old push on out. <laughs> yeah, we, we do share some sense of humor the same, so that's a good thing. But And I try to talk to her every other day and stuff, but. She she actually saw that poem. I just wanted her to know that, like, stop with the freaking hypochondriac shit. <laughs> so, basically, no. I want to be your rock. <laughs> no, thank you very, very much for sharing that. I, I think <laughs> sibling relationships definitely take a very, very special place. And, yeah, I think anybody that has had a sibling has kind of had that thought of how in the world are we actually related so it's always right. nice to hear someone else sharing the same experience. Well, and that's why I want, that's why I chose to read it because that girlfriend I read the poem about the first one I read, she actually mm-hmm. called me and she's like, "Oh my god, we got to talk on the phone. My sister and your sister, our relationships are exactly the same." And that was like three years ago. So I'm like, "Okay." So I chose to read that, and it was because of her too. And that's why I wanted to because people can relate to that if they have that, you know. So. 
And I don't like writing about unicorns and fairy tales. So. <laughs> that is fair. All right. Okay. Now, before you go, please let everyone know how they can find you in some of your work. Um, I am on Facebook, and I'm under Poetical Intrigue. And um, I am starting to do my own music and stuff, so once that gets up and running, I got um, Lyrical Mystique. Mis- Lyrical Mystique, I want to do my own music. Um, so I've been doing that lately, so I'm going to work on that too. But Poetical Intrigue and then the Lyrical Mystique one too. So. Nice. All right, Agent 419, <laughs> thank you so much for calling in. Stay safe out there. Thank you, and you guys don't get buried in too much snow, and I'll be thinking of you, and you guys have a great night, and thank you for having me on your show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm going to put you on hold, and before we bring on our next caller, I do need to apologize very quickly. I am going to have to return a work phone call, so I'm going to pass the the line back over to Nyla. I will try and be back as quick as possible, so that way she doesn't have to overdo things too much. Hello, everybody. everybody. (laughs) All right, so let's go ahead and take our next caller. Let me move this first. Don't get some feedback here. Okay, our next caller comes from area code 540. 540, you're on the air. Okay, I had to goggle. I wanted to make sure you got me clear. (laughs) Hey, baby. Hi, Cookie. How are you, honey? I'm so in love with you. Are you hurting? I'm so sorry. I didn't know. I've been gone. I'm sorry. I've been gone around, you know, and then I missed, but I didn't know I missed you that much. God, are you okay? I am okay. Yeah, I just had some surgery uh, correcting. um, I had a broken jaw a long time ago that didn't heal correctly, and it was starting to give me problems, so, yeah. Oh, I had a broken jaw, and I could not help but getting it healed correctly because, I, you know, we was playing championship wrestling and in a band that I was in, and we were avoiding karate, me and my bandmate, except he was a higher belt than me. And he kicked me in the jaw. And, you know, when you're like 19 in a band and you're a boy, you just, maybe a girl too, I was like, ah, you know, it's just, my jaw's just out of line. Let me go in the bathroom and set it. And I did, and and that was not as pleasant as or easy as I thought it would be. And then by the next morning, my little chihuahua was licking me, and shockwaves were going through my body. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I was like, I need to go to the doctor. And you know when the doctor comes in, and he laughs at you about how pretty a break it is. And, and I'm like, oh, my God. Okay. I said, well, I don't have to get it wired up. Yeah, you of course. Of course. So there I go. And then they, they knock have you out. Retainer thing. They have this retainer metal retainer thing in that's got like connecting it and holding it still so it's not wired shut. With some rubber bands? But, yeah, kind of. Kind of. Spring. Oh my gosh. That keep catching Look, on the back eight, of my cheek. Eight weeks with that I had it. And I was like, oh, man, I was wanting so bad. Back then, it was 1980, 1980 maybe. And, and you know, the only thing you could get that would go, because my teeth were so close together, was like jello or, in, like, 
uh, chocolatey, sweety, vitamin-fortified drinks, and you get tired of drinking sweet shit. And I, <laughs> I tried to shove a red bean through there, you know, one time, and it just didn't work. And I had Demerol because the druggist was a fan of the band, and he thought he was fixing me up. And after six weeks, you're like, please get me out of this fog. And so I took some aspirin, and the aspirin all just pulled, just fell right like a cold deposit at the bottom of my lip. And I had to suck it, and it was bad. It was nasty, and it didn't help. And so I was like, I'm going. When this is cut, I'm going to Pizza Hut. I'm going straight to pizza, and they cut the thing, and my jaw just dropped. Like there was not, it was nothing holding it, and they don't knock you out. It. Oh God, Lord, what a thing! But you know, I lost some weight. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't lose a lot, but I did lose some. You know, I was mm-hmm. like, Mama, please make a gumbo just so I could drink it, please. I didn't know how to cook back Mama then. Mama, make some gumbo. I, I wish that now. there was an opportunity now. in my life for for me to say that sentence. I would give anything to be able to say that. Mama, make me some gumbo. I, oh, in fact, you know, that's well, your you poetry can, prompt. You I want you to write daddy. either a poem or a song titled Mama, Make Me Some Gumbo. You know, now, though, I make way better gumbo than she ever did, though. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> I'll be mama watching me make some gumbo. Mama, go buy the groceries to make the gumbo. Hey, there we go. I love, I love man, I miss my mama. Anyway, all right, let me get on with it because I know you got people in the cold and all kind of stuff waiting, and they have to power up their laptops on candles because it's freaking cold. And so I was going to read a thing, and I didn't even know you. Was, I'm sorry, I've been going... You know, we go through these things, these changing things, and uh, and you get older and you be changing. And, you know, uh, well, anyway. All right, so I got, I don't know if I read these here before, because I was going to read one of my songs um, that I had converted to a poem to submit, and, and then I decided I would read another one with the cold. And then I decided I'd read another one. And enough, and like a little short two palm thing. Uh, okay, here we go. The first one is Amur Fati. If only I, Bliss Lives Legacy, I didn't, couldn't, cause didn't, could learn, didn't, so much, didn't. Wouldn't trade, couldn't wonder. How am I blessed? Should, shouldn't warrant. Love is pure. Kids so cool. I buried tools and lost horizons. Sweated demons twisted of balloons I blew. How broke can you go? I hit it. Tried to sneak the towers crashing. And smoke, the mirrors broke. By hails of gravel, I broadwayed my heroic grief. Wouldn't be me if I'd pinned it. I did. In poem. That was incredible. You know, I would I I would pay you just to sit and read to me. I would I would 
absolutely just sit and listen to you for hours. I would pay just to be able to sit close enough to you to read to you. <laughs> or or by Zoom. Doesn't, I would doesn't do that. That, it, that works out really well, doesn't it? You know? Yeah. So <laughs> it we just is going to depend on money. which one of us charges more. Well, this is what we could do. We could take the money and you just kind of like, you know, not give what you can, donations, eat on both sides, and then we go to the grocery store, and then I cook for free. How about that? Cookie, make me I, some gumbo. People people used to pay a lot of money for my – but, you know, if I don't know how to make it by now after all these gallons, I can't even tell you how many gallons of gumbos are you, 25, 35 at a time. Uh, I can't even – it's time for me to shut up if I can't make a gumbo by now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but I made one. Oh, I made one. When it first started getting cold, just a chicken and sausage gumbo. Oh, I think God came eat because every time I turned around, it, there was a little bit more gone than I remembered. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. funny. Hey, honey, are you going to read a second one? Yeah, babe. Here we go. I'm sorry. I know you know me, and okay. I get to be with you, and then you know me. All right, the first one, I'm a farty. You know you love fate. So it, it's my little two-brother play. You have the first one is that, and then help. This one's called Helpless. Faith is a wet, slick blade, a grass lifeline. I watched you slip. Fails to no avail, fade, the deluge grapples, watershed or fog, sop, precipice, invisible from here forever, where I would trade this ground for nothing, the nothing you reach to. I couldn't say farewell or pitch a ring of hope, you'd never know, no, no magic fetches, restitution out of questions, rest, no measure of relief. My dreams of you settle in ghost estates. Harmony crackles in smoky chokes on wheezes, leases, laps on memories unseated. For in this moment, every nuance beats me. Less no nerve escape unfraid. So spasms grip the guts and rang me dry. I watched you drown, prayed in drunken fits. My bargains flung on echoes off to the empty waste of fate I never loved. Afraid acceptance. My confessions shed on quiet closets. My blessings never dressed you. Ever counted there, my desolate promise bears thin threads of envy wearing impotence, lonely, in poem. That was beautiful. Thank you. Now, I would love to um, pack a little lunch, probably with some gumbo and Maybe take a candle as long as I made sure to stay away from the walls, but just like sit cross-legged <laughs> inside your brain while you're writing poems and stuff and just watch all the pretty lights and the things that go on in there. Well, I just want to tell you this. You'll probably get high up in there. I just, <laughs> at least it'll be a contact, but you know, hey, 
trust you me, gotta today, be that careful where be you sit. I guess you got, huh? You gotta today be, that might not be such be, a bad thing. Hey, I got you, baby. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I just finished the last pass of my book. That fucking book. And I need to get to 120, and I'm at 134. I had, st- I, I finished at 177k at the beginning, and it's quite a lot of book chop. But I learned a lot along the way. But anyway, I hope you feel better. And um, that's I've been kind of out and then looking at things and go, man, my poetry shit. <laughs> I just look back at it. And then you get that moment, you realize, maybe, I don't know, I hope it's just me growing, because this is not good. Anyway, I hope you feel better, my baby. And, um, you know, everything i got is going that way, going to Salem on the way. I'm, I'm, I'm going against it just to make you, to lift you up. And we're going to move. We're moving to, back to Washington, and, um, and I'm coming and give you that damn gumbo. What we're gonna have gum? We gotta have all kind of gumbo. I'm if you, you move what. that close to me, we are so hanging out. That is for sure. Yes, ma'am. And I'm telling you what. Tell your friends come. I'm gonna change their lives when they eat this stuff. And I might even sing a little bit. And then you know, hey, you know, God made that. So I don't know. I learned how to cook, but God made the rest. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> I love you. I hope you feel better, my baby. I didn't know it was your jaw. Oh, God. You know, then after they wire your jaw, they go, you should have told me you had a crossbite. I didn't know I had a crossbite. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So I hope I hope yours comes out better. And um, and if you have Demerol and Visteril like I had, hey, happy, happy time. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. allergic to pain pills, so I have, um, I have uh, ibuprofen. I can't take pain pills, so I'm good. You, you, I'm good. My whole my whole insides just crushed <laughs> like mm-hmm. aluminum foil. Mm-hmm. All right, my That's baby, fine. I'm gonna let you go. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna let you go and take care of the rest of them. And I'm so honored that I got to talk to you. And um, my love, do, before you take off, do me a favor and tell yeah. them how they can come find your work and stuff. And by the way, hey. Jimmy, um, you know Jimmy Word Machinist. Remember Jimmy? He's in the chat room. No, that's, He's that's all excited my... that you're here. Oh, you know what? I was in the chat room, and, and I got out right quick because um, my wife was cooking, and I'm kind of giving directions, and I didn't want nobody to think I was ignoring them. That's my maestro. You know, we we back OG for me because first Audrey said, hey, let me introduce you, and then then I got Lila, and then the next day I got Jimmy, and I got you and everybody. This is my, that's my maestro, me and him and Cutter. We we like, we like the three, you know. Mm-hmm. I'll, I, I, maybe I'll elevate myself to a level I don't belong, but I'm going to go get over there, and, um, you know, I love that man. Man, I love him and his whole beautiful family, and I love you, yeah. too. And, and um, you know, you, you always like the mountains to me. And so um, I hope I hope you get better, my baby. And um, I'm going to get over there and mess around with, with the maestro, you know. Man, <laughs> okay. where, where's the tales of old Bill and Skinner? Oh, Lord. I, 
he showed me he showed me what the sky was. All right, I'm gonna leave you alone. You brought Bye, up Skinner, baby. so tonight I'll I'll close the show with Jimmy's piece, Midnight Skinner. Oh really? Oh, yeah, I've got that. I've got that in the archive or in the in the library here. Yeah, me and him was too good of friends. Me and Skinner. Oh no, that's right. <laughs> his, yeah, his place, the hangover or something, that was one of the greatest things ever. Anyway, okay. Bye, my All right, baby. sweetheart, thank you for being here tonight. Go give your wife a great big huge hug for me for taking such good care oh, yeah. of her, darling. She, she said we love her. give you a big hug, baby. Okay, I'm going to give me that hug and blame it on you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> bye, bye Cookie. Thank you, honey. I'm going to be listening online, okay? Right. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. All right. Looks like we have Brother O coming on next. 219. Brother O, are you with us? Hello, now How you doing? I'm with you. Hey, sweetheart. It's good to hear from you. How are you doing, honey? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm uh, I'm, I'm I'm doing okay. Good. Good to hear that. So, what do you have for us tonight? I just phone called uh, Brother O's gems and wisdom for single brothers who are searching for their queen. I just uh, finished this uh, poem yes yesterday. My dear brothers, this is your love professor offering you some timeless and valuable gems as it pertains to finding your queen. This poem is intended to give you some pointers along with sharing lessons that I've learned throughout being in relationships. Find a woman who genuinely cares about you and find that sister who looks out for your best interests. Find a woman who is equally loyal and faithful as much as you give her your loyalty and faithfulness to her. Find a woman who is devoted and committed to you as much as you show your devotion and commitment to her. Find a woman who truly respects you as a real man as you as much as you respect her as a real woman. Find a woman who truly appreciates you for everything you do to show your true love and appreciation through your actions. And find a woman who applauds your efforts for maintaining the relationship. Find a woman who will stand up for you and uh, defend your reputation when your character is attacked on social media. Find a woman who loves you, who loves you despite your flaws, quirks, limitations, and imperfections, shortcomings, and weaknesses. Find a woman who accepts you for who you are as a real man. And a woman who honors you and respects you as a king. Find a woman who covers you in prayer and stands in the gap when you face adversity, challenges, tests, and trials in your life. Find a woman who supports your goals, dreams, and visions, and a woman who is there for you to celebrate your achievements and accomplishments. Find a woman who appreciates you for having intelligent conversations and a woman who you can share knowledge and wisdom with. Find a woman who has the potential to be either your long-time girlfriend or your wife. Instead of settling for booty calls, one-night stands, friends, and added benefits and side pieces. 
Translation, find a real woman who has more to offer you besides her body. Find a woman who shares at least 10 things in common with you. Find a woman who is your best friend, lover, prayer, partner, companion, who you can build a friendship with first before you guys pursue a relationship. Find a woman who is both honest and upfront with you about her past as much as you are honest and upfront with her about your past. And find a woman who enjoys going out with you. Find a woman who enjoys spending quality time with you. And finally, find a woman who enjoys your company in poem. You know, people spend much more time online shopping for their new cell phone than they, the thought they put into the next person that they're going to love. You know, I, I think that that, <laughs> it, that poem is a really good reminder that we should be a little picky. You know, we should really spend some time with ourselves, learn what we want, and then not be afraid to wait for it. So good job, sweetheart. Yeah. Great job, Brother O. I think I'm going to, yeah, I just, yeah, that, that was the first time performing that, so I'm going to do the one for the, for the citizens, for the females. I'm going yeah, to give advice on how to find a real good man. So that was, uh, that was, this uh, did pretty well tonight. I'm going to do for the females, too. Give advice to them as well. I think that was, that was really good. Very cool. I I just got busted typing. I can't chew gum and talk at the same time. I just wanted to say hello to Freedomizer Radio, who is in our chat room real quick. Appreciate you being here. Mm-hmm. I have not talked to you in custom years since I worked for Fog Talk. I used to help you with all your all your issues. <laughs> It's good to see you here. You guys, if you have not checked out Freedomizer Radio yet, make sure that you go over and check out their shows. All right, Brother O, fantastic. Were you going to read a second one before you take off, honey? Oh, no, no. I just, uh, just want to read that one. Uh, no, yeah, other 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 poets, and we like to get some poets in. Like, express what they have to say. Okay. All right, tell everyone how to find you. Good evening, everybody. You can find me on Facebook under the name of my brother, O'Gavin. And uh, I have a lot of lot of things coming up. I have, I have getting back in and going out to poetry sets. been a while since I've seen a lot of my fellow poets in Chicago area face-to-face. And uh, as always, thank you for support every week. I appreciate it. Well, we appreciate you. Thank you so much, Brother O, and we will talk to you next week. I'll be back next week. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Bye-bye, hon. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 256. 256, you're on the air. I am. You are. I'm on, I'm on air. You are. This is Wing Dog. Wing Dog? Yes. Alabama. Welcome to the show, Wing Dog Alabama. It's mm-hmm. good to hear from you. 
it's been a long time. I've been on here before. It's been a long time. You know, it's been a long time. I've been on a, uh, been on here though. That and, that uh, that that. See, that makes me sad. But I'm glad you're here now. We're just gonna have to convince you to make more of a habit of it. <laughs> well, I used to uh, come regularly, but uh, I I I don't got off of social media and everything. And I just happened to you. You've been inviting me, uh, continue to invite me, and I finally just uh, accept the invitation. I thought I I would share this piece. Uh, I'm gonna be brief, and then I'm gonna share one piece, and I'm gonna be brief with it. Um, the title of this piece is called uh, A Black Steel Crystal Rose, and it's inspired, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> excuse me, from the book I just read, <coughs> excuse me, Jubilee by uh, Margaret Walker. And after reading page near the end of the book, after reading page 486, I was so inspired that I wrote this poem. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm so sorry. And it's a tribute to, because it's a Black History Month, it's a tribute to African-American women worldwide. And it's titled A Black Steel Crystal Rose. Straight from the hands of the masters of craft, out of brown soil from an embedded brawny bone, to be embodied a brazen, bold, bronze, fine figuring figurine. Came the marrow of life, falsy, brassy, sassy, and classy. Baptized in steel waters, refined and forged in a pure spiritual fire. Copper-toned flesh, fragile as barbarian crystal. With the iron-clad strength of tempered ebony steel. Way before the antediluvian period, from Genesis to the dark shores of Ghana, to Georgia's antebellum plantation, in all of her sacrifices, in all of her suffering, without hesitation, she surrendered to humbly bore his crown of thorns. All the while deserving her own special tiara instead. Beaten, but not broken and bruised. Scarred, but not shaken. Enslaved or domestic, docile or defiant, servant or seamstress, chained and chastised, her feminine touching humanity is wrapped in a compassionate covenant blanket of divine humility. Her unfaltering relationship with her father, her unrestrained resolve to love in spite of, her unreluctant to forgive instead of, her willingness to trust insured of, her unwavering moral convictions 
her relentless resiliency, her unfettered strength, her regal composure to be healed, her resolute to be blessed and not bittered, her dignified integrity to remain reliable, steadfast, all of this, all of this, all of this is her unique sensual fragrance and mm, what a sweet savoring it is. In her mysterious silence, her passionate streams are all alone shouting her hallelujah praises to Jehovah Shalom. From her fertile womb, the birth of a nation. From her supple loins, generations and generations and generations of greatness. In the shadow hiding behind the cross. Esteemed with ancient beauty throughout her spirit and her body. An iconic inspiration, dripping, saturating with his holiness. From the bottom of her soul to the bottom of her souls, I stand in admiration of God's finest creation, the strong black woman, a black steel crystal rose. Thank you. That was incredible. You know, there's something to be said about being able to admire a, a, a strong woman. Um, you know, people, I, I hate it when people, first of all, I hate it when people treat women as dainty. I hate when, I don't like it when women act dainty unless they are. You know, I don't like it when it's an act. And, I don't like it when people treat women daintily. You know, there there was a time when we sat on our knees and clawed our existence out of this earth till our, our nails bled. Yes. You know, and some more recently than others. And, uh, you know, so it just, it makes me proud. It makes me proud First of all, of you for writing the poem, but it makes me proud of the women that can that can live up to that. And I think more so even, I really hope that it gives courage to the ones who don't think they can because they can. If that Thank makes you. Sense. And I totally agree with what you said. Even though I wrote that in tribute to uh, the black woman or African-American women, but that is every woman that represents the strength in her relationship with with God or maker or creator or to represent the strength in who she stands as a woman, whether she should be white, purple, yellow, whatever. I just happen to uh, well, that in a tribute to her, but that is, mm-hmm. in essence, the strength and the beauty and the embodiment of every woman that God has created, including you. 
Well, thank you. I appreciate that. You know, but I, I think that the, the subject of the poem is true. You know, there's there's things that black women have to go through that I didn't. Right, right, right. Growing right. up as a child. You know, and, yeah. and I recognize this so clearly. In fact, that you know, I wish we had time where I could tell you a story so you would understand how clearly I recognize that from the age I was about five years old. You know, and the first time I heard my father open his mouth and say something, and I looked at my father in a way that no five-year-old should ever look at their father, and I knew he was wrong. And that shaped me to who I am today. You know, so, you know, I, I think that it's very fitting and very poignant and very appropriate for that to have a, for your piece to have a target. You know, because, yes, you know, all women, but sometimes there are, Certain women who need an extra hand at the moment. Yeah, I, I, I totally, I totally yeah. agree. Uh, yeah, yes, yes, one hundred percent. Like I said, yeah, that is, that is to honor the, my ancestors, the, 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 the uh, from the womb of where I. Yeah. Uh, and, and you're all right, but also I, I celebrate women just in general too. You know, not not to. Because I, I like I said, there's there's a lot of strong women of all heritage too that can mm-hmm. feel, but 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 that is particular target at and for that to celebrate the the black woman. But I think all women should always be celebrated because for nothing else, for nothing else, well, just because you're more, a sweetheart, the giver of life. You know, men can give life. We can we can contribute to that, but it's we need a woman to complete it. And so just through that alone, you know, uh, uh, just, you know, uh, uh, I guess what 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 the what African-American went through from slavery to now, but just what all women go through on a daily basis. So I celebrate the woman as, as just as a whole. And and if I'm fortunate to to come on this show again, I want to read my next poem, She, and I will do that in celebration of women because, like I say, yeah, y'all are phenomenal creatures. All my, my, I do don't <laughs> celebrate all women, especially my, my, especially my African American women. But, but I just celebrate all women, you know, and just all women in general. Anyway, thank you. I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not the one to chatter and cheat. You know, keep on. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to share that piece, and uh, thank you for giving me the platform and that avenue and the venue to do that. And I just, I will. Continue to chime in when I'm available to uh, do your show, and you've been doing this for years, and you you're a phenomenal host. We're and I hope you uh, wish you well. We're in your 14th year, what a 14th or 15th year? We're in a 14th year right now. All time, because I've been it's been a while. It's been it's been some years since I've been back on here. I mean, I've been <laughs> years, but three or more or longer. But anyway, I want you to wish you well in your recovery. Once again, thank you, and I'm not on. Um, Y'all can find me here when I mysteriously show up again. So, with that be said, <laughs> thank you all. And well, I'm going to hold my breath till you come back. So, just so you know, not no pressure or anything. All right, all right. Well, two five six. Look for the prompt two five six because sometimes I represent Alabama and Wing Dog. So, if you're in there, <laughs> okay. then I'll be to share something. And uh, and thank you once again. All right, hon. Thank you so much for calling in tonight. All right. You have a good night. You too. All right. Christopher is taking a long time on his phone call. I hope everything is okay. I am going to go ahead and grab as our next call. Let me see. I want to check real quick. 
Um, I wanted to let Mama know you were in the lineup, but then you're out, so if you're doing, taking care of something, and just press 1 when you're ready to come back in. If you didn't mean to get out of the lineup, go ahead and press 1 to get back in, and I, you haven't lost your place in line because I write down the order that the calls come in, just in case my board hiccups or something. All right, our next caller is 757, Miss Tamiko. Are you with me, darling? Barnett, how you doing? I'm doing fine. How are you, honey? Oh, I'm doing all right. I just hope you're feeling okay um, and not in any pain. It is not comfortable. I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like I'm talking with a mouthful of marbles with these these this metal thing they have in my mouth right now. This thing that's holding my top and lower jaw in place. It's really weird. It keeps pinching my cheeks in the back and yeah, it's not fun. But I am glad I'm here. Oh, me too. Um I hope you feel better soon. Um I have two short pieces. Um they're both haikus tonight. Um the first one I'm going to do the one called Yoga Within first. Um, stretched beyond what can be seen or known. Savoring each breath and moment in peace. I love that. What an awesome reminder for all of us. And your second one? The second one is uh, self-portrait. Enter the sketch page with nothing more than your heart and your soul in lead in peace. Wow. Both of those are very, very good, Tamiko. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're very welcome. Sorry I'm not so chatty. Oh, no, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I absolutely love them. On. I understand. <laughs> I understand, especially with what's going on with your jaw and everything. That That is totally fine. But, um, yeah, that's what I have for tonight. You should have enough haikus now to put out a haiku book. You would think so. Yeah. <laughs> I probably You should do. you should put them all together and try to find a common theme and um and pull some together and put together a haiku chat book. I have thought about that. Oh yeah, especially a chat book. I've thought about putting together some chat books again and trying to get back into the book side of things. Well, the the difference goes. between people will self-publish their poems and they'll put out a book and it's got 150 poems in it and you know and that what they don't realize is that when you self-publish your work, if and I, I it recently changed so I'm not sure it used to be 36 poems in a book is considered a chapbook, and if mm. you publish your 
piece in a chat book is considered a promotional publication so that when you go to readings and things like that, it's a sampling of your poetry. You can get it out there in the world. And it's real common real common to do those 36-poem books. And 36 poems, that's a lot of poems. When you publish it in a chap book, then, and you, I'll have to look up the guidelines and, and you know let you guys know exactly what that is so that I'm not giving you false information on the number now. Um, but when you publish it in a chat book, it's not considered a published poem. If you self-publish it in a book of more than 36 poems, you have basically killed your poem on ever being able to publish it in a journal or any other place or having a traditional publisher put together a collection of your works because they only take things that are unpublished. So just a little mm-hmm. bit of information. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So chat books are awesome because then you you haven't lost, you haven't killed your poem, your poem's growth potential, I guess. No, yeah, I know what you mean because I've been, I've sent my stuff to magazines and stuff, and I've actually been in a few magazines over the years, and um, the most recent one was in 2015. Um, this magazine called Five. And I tell you, yeah, a lot of times they want things that are fresh and, like, you, no one has published this thing <laughs> anywhere, not even. It's like, so it's like, okay, well, even if it was in a book, I can't get it published in here because it'll kind of be cool um, promotion for the book. But a lot of times you're right. They don't want the previously published stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, I know how that goes, but yeah, I have been thinking about it since my first go round of books um, because I, I really was not good with promoting myself and marketing and stuff like that. Um, I know more now, so it was like when I try to do it again, I don't know about this year, but definitely next year when I try to do it again, um, I, I definitely know more going into it and, and, and willing to do more. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, it, it should be better the second time around. So, <laughs> the experience um, of it. But, um, yeah, haiku, chat book, I will, and you'll be the first one to get a copy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Now I really want you to do it. Do me a favor, Tamiko, my love. Tell everyone how to find you. Okay. Um, PoetrySoup.com forward slash me forward slash T-A-M-E-K-O one three. And that's it. Very cool. Great job tonight, sweetheart. I appreciate you so much, and thank you. Thank oh, you thank for you. coming oh, on and oh. sharing. One yes. more quick thing. I'm sorry, because I really wanted to remember to do this. Um, last week, Robbie shared a couple of poems, Dark Fairy and In the Eye, and I forgot when I got on the second time to mention that because um, he had mentioned me and you um, about his poems that he was getting ready to read because I did the one about the fairy tale, and I really did like for the poems. I just wanted to make sure I shouted that out because I forgot to do that last week. 
Well, he's actually the next caller, and he's in the chat room, so he just heard you say that. Okay, cool. <laughs> I really did enjoy them, so I just wanted to make sure I acknowledged that since, you know, everything. All right, thank you. You're welcome, baby. We'll talk to you soon. All righty. Okay. She was referring to you, Robbie. All right. So I need to let area code 407 and 267 know that you are not in our lineup. If either of you wanted to come on and read tonight, please press 1, and that will let us know it's okay to unmute you. All right, that's 407 and 267 if you would like to come on and read tonight. If you're hanging out and just listening, I appreciate you being here. If you change your mind at any time, press 1, and we'll be able to bring you on. Once again, that is 407 and 267. All right, so... Let's go ahead and grab Robbie. Hello. Hey, Robbie, baby, you're on the air. I can't roll my R, sorry. <laughs> I don't expect you to. <laughs> don't don't unhinge your jaw doing that. <laughs> uh, so I have uh, two poems today that I, that I wrote again today. It seems to be the streak lately that I write before the show, but, you know, for whatever reason. And they're called uh, Tower and Anchor, and they're based on a, like, a fortune-telling deck called the Lenormand. And me, I, I'm big into archetypes, uh, like Carl Jung, like, talking about signs and symbols and what they mean and how there's universal ones, like, you know, mother, father, and that. And that's been a real passion of mine for a few years now of how how you can represent things through symbols and how you can make a narrative through just symbols, you know, like, not without even words. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, and how how that how that can all work in the lab. So this this is tower and uh, yeah tower and anchor and through the Lenormand cards uh, the pictures. So first one I'll read is tower because that's that's the one that's associated with me these days. Standing atop the tower of my solitude, I look down, seeing the events of my life unfold, manifested as many people milling on the street. I stay in this tower to gain a new perspective, yet of late I feel that my perspective could be lost, drowned in the metaphysics of looking down from lofty spiritual heights to see what I may do to end these dark and foreboding nights. These nights are filled to the brim with forlorn thoughts running through the ifs and whats of the everyday, yet I know that at this time I must preside in my tower for protection descending to the ground floor from time to time to remain grounded in what I explore. When I'm at the ground floor of my towering sanctuary, I can look up to see the shape of what it is I have constructed for myself, my refuge, my towering sanctum from all trials and tribulations. And I can look at the street level, at all the milling people that represent my thoughts, getting a clearer perspective of what it is I think from day to day. And I will quickly go to Anchor, and I'll say why I kind of paired the two uh, after. Uh, Setting down Anchor to settle into soul, stability guaranteed, yet threat of cementing to concrete of what I have in control. 
My anchor is my stability, yet it feels too heavy of late. I feel as if I cannot cast anchor to survey both what I want and need to explore. My anchor is a blessing and a curse, both in how I use it and how it is used. It keeps me stable and grounded, yet so easily of late it keeps me cemented in place. That which relaxes me of late has become utterly routine and mundane. And while it settles me out to some degree, I yearn to cast my anchor aside, to feel free and be a soul I was meant to be. And so I paired those two because they're both kind of representative of a, sort of the, the opposite sides, both sides of like stability and routine, and a kind mm-hmm. of mundane routine, they're kind of like, oh God, it's the same thing every day. And I, I went with those two because like lately, because we've all had to stay home in that, we all, we've all really dove into our passions and such and, you know, done a lot of at-home learning in that. But I, I can tell, like, uh, someone had made a comment, they're tired, they're just so tired of all these live streams. And I think what they meant is, like, we've all gone to a point, I think, where it's gone on for so long that even, like, the things that normally would relax us or would keep us occupied in that, it's just it's kind of like the, the well is running dry, you know? Like, you... You've done ton, you know. You've done more than enough of, uh, like in in my case, like doing all my self education with my math and that. And you know, you you know in your heart you want to get out and and uh, be able to just go outside and, and not have to worry about you know what rules and regulations are being enforced at the time, you know. And if you're yeah, gonna break the some, stuff that I yeah. do, I can I spend a lot of time outside. But when I go outside. Mm-hmm. I take off up into the hills or up into the mountains or I go places mm-hmm. where there's nobody. So yeah. it hasn't really affected me a whole lot mm-hmm. um, besides just being super paranoid when I have to go to the grocery store or something. Yeah, but, yeah. Except for, you know what, it's really funny. You know, and I have to throw this out there because I, I have to ask you guys this question. You know, I, I know you can't all answer me. I can't hear you. But, you know, you would think that during this time when most of us are spending – so much time at home that our houses would be all nice and clean. (laughs) But my house was cleaner when I wasn't spending all my time at home than now when I am. Because I'll sit there and I'll think, okay, well, I'm going to, you know, and and I can't just clean a room. If I say, okay, I'm going to clean my office, that means I'm going to get a cardboard box and dump every single thing out of every single drawer and go through it and get rid of stuff and put everything back in nice and neatly and totally empty a closet. Or I mean, it's the whole thing gets dismantled and put back together. Yeah. But then something happens, and, oh, i got to go do the dishes. And, oh, wow, you know what, I should start on this. And And it's like now I've got like 70 things that I'm working on, and since everything gets messier before it gets better the way that I clean, it's like I give up. I, I want to go back up in the hills. I give up. Well, the thing is we all it's – it's, it's an irony. It's a sort of a counterintuitive thing because we're all – now that we have more time to stay home, <coughs> quite abundance of it, we have more time to make, to make a mess. Whereas before, you know, you might be home for a couple hours, and oh, you know, not too much of a mess is going to pile up. But now, you know, but you're we have home more time to clean. Time. Yeah, exactly. But it's it's one of those things. I mean, it's like it's a cup half full or half empty. Am I, am I messy or am I cleaning? <laughs> yeah, and it's but it's kind of working the op- a lot of things work op- are working opposite that way, you know, and it's kind of mm-hmm. it's kind of weird. And 
like where I am it's uh it's a case of um like we just went we just got out of our stay at home order and we we literally could have been fined like really big amounts of money if we you know had an, an inappropriate size gathering and all that and it's, it's so you know i mean we we we're in the what what's we're in the color coded thing and we're in what's called red now but i was looking at the rules for red and it's almost as strict as if you had a say at home order like you know like they just so but i mean that's i think that's a problem everywhere is that uh you know we're all being pretty limited to what we can do and and we're kind of burning ourselves out on the things that usually would have just distracted us right because it's the only things left that we can really but you know i think and i'm i'm going to say this and throw this in here because i know you know them <clears throat> but anything that they do to try to help stop this stuff I don't care. I don't care who's miserable. I don't care who's sad. I don't care who feels like they're having their rights infringed upon. Suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> you know, a couple of days ago, we just lost Cherry Rose to the COVID virus. She passed away. She got sick, and boom, a week and a half later, she's gone. <laughs> you know, and we've known Cherry Rose since MySpace days. <laughs> this young, amazing, beautiful vibrant poetess, poetress, you know, someone that I admired for so long. And, you know, for all those people that say the virus is a hoax, fuck you. Hoax, it's not. You know, tell that to Cherry Rose. Tell that to her family. Mm-hmm. Tell her. Tell that to everybody that loved her. You know, everybody that's lost somebody due to this. You know, so when we have to do these orders and we're having to mm-hmm. do all this stuff, you know. Well, there's two different places maybe it that it comes saved from. Her. If you just put a damn mask on and not coughed on the butter that she picked up ten minutes later, I think it comes from there's, it can come from two different places because uh, I saw something that was a perfect example of where it comes from a really bad inauthentic place where one guy was on a talk show and he says you know you can take that mask and shove it right up your ass and and the thing is that comes from a place of someone not wanting to be told at all what to do at any time whatsoever. Like they could be in any situation. They could be in a situation where, you know, like the it's like nuclear fallout and they, everybody's gotta get into the shelter and they says, Come on, get into the shelter and like, No, no, you can't tell me to go in there. Don't you know. And that that's the kind of thing I don't like is when when it's just obstinacy for it it's one thing when you're principled and you're you know uh you're you're taking issue with something. But it's another to just be obstinate for its own sake, you know, to be kind of coming from that place of, well, you can't tell me what to do, you know, and that's, when I see that kind of thing, you know, it's that, like, like when I saw that guy doing that. Protests and they don't even know what they're protesting, they're there just because yeah. they want to be assholes. Oh, you exactly. know? Uh, just very, very quickly before I go, like there is a, uh, uh, in the Occupy movements here, it's called Occupy, and I, I see those kind of things coming a mile away. I'm kind of a student of human nature, and they, they had to have 100% consensus uh, and uh, yeah, it, it's what happened was they well yeah 100% consensus and they said oh well uh, I'm just going to go in there and have a uh, just say no just for its own sake you know mm-hmm. and uh, and I knew that would happen as soon as they came they just went there to be obstinate you know and just disrupt yeah. the whole thing so. Yeah. Well, awesome, anyway. Robbie. 
<laughs> Great reads, both of those. Mm-hmm. Absolutely wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I got all potty <laughs> mouth, but I don't oh, care. No, no, that's fine. It's my yeah. show. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wear your fucking masks, people. <laughs> I just that just tore me up, and when we just lost Glenn and then Cherry. Yeah. It was like, you know, over something stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you don't catch this virus unless someone does something stupid. So, all right, my love. Tell everyone how to find you. Uh, yeah, I can be found at uh, Facebook under Robbie's Multimedia Poetry. And just from there, you can see where all my other stuff is. Very cool. Yep. All right, sweetheart. Appreciate you so much. And you gonna yep. hang out and listen more? Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll be listening for a little more. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll put you on hold. Yep. Appreciate you, babe. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. Our next caller is calling from either a blocked number or a Skype number. And then, Mama, you're right after this one, just so you know. I told you you wouldn't lose your place in line. Um, I don't know who this is, so just listen for the phone that says unmuted or the little voice that says unmuted. or Either that or when I say you're unmuted, everyone say your name, and I'll tell you who I have. All right, so Skype caller, blocked number caller, whatever, you are on the air. Good evening, Nyla. It's Amelia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen, and yes, I'm Amelia, blocked. why are you calling in on a blocked number? Uh, just to be mysterious. Well, quit it. <laughs> those those words scare me. Really? Okay. Um, so, uh, you know I'm calling from Houston, Texas. And we yes, have ma'am. been in a deep we have been in a deep freeze, uh averaging between fourteen degrees and sixteen degrees with absolutely no electricity, no running water, um and it has been just horrific. Um the streets iced over, nobody could get anywhere, do anything. The hospital you, you guys are never overwhelmed. Get that. Huh? That has to be ter- that has to be terrifying for you guys down there. I remember Amelia one year because I used to live in Houston, Texas. I lived in Colorado Springs and I moved from there to Houston, Texas. And I left to drive to Houston on Super Bowl Sunday, which is in the middle of winter, right? And so I get to Houston. I get to the. I had an apartment leased down there. I get to the apartment I leased, and I'm walking around and it's like 54. I and I just left Colorado, right? snow up to the fucking gills and I get down to Houston and it's like 54 degrees and it's like oh my god it's so beautiful so I went and put on some shorts took a book and I went out and sat at the pool because it was beautiful beautiful spring day and people are walking by me in parkas looking at me like I'm totally insane you know you guys you're just not used to that cold weather you're not it's it's that's got to be horrible, <laughs> terrifying but, but for some of the what, people down what, there. Absolutely, but what made it worse is that uh, the power companies didn't um, take care of what they needed to, and the entire time we were 
um, in the teens in temperatures, we had no power, no electricity whatsoever. So not only was it frigid cold, we had no way to escape the cold. Um, and uh, every, as, as you probably know, everything here is run off electricity. So uh, there's no gas stove or gas ranges. Um, everything is uh, run off the electricity. Um, central air, uh, central heat, uh, refrigerators, radios, cell phone, even cell phone towers went down. Um, and so it was just as though we had a hurricane wipe through us. Um, it was, you know, everything was shut down and um, could get no assistance of any kind. It was just, um, it's really criminal. What, uh, because we, uh, Houston is already um, overwhelmed with COVID. There's, uh, the hospitals are pretty much full with the COVID. And then um, to evacuate your apartment, um, the police and fire were only taking folks to the hospital. And um, the hospitals uh, had no space for anybody. And um, as far as shelters, there were a few that opened. But to get to a shelter, you had to get there on your own. Um, and cabs and uh, Ubers and all of that. Very few mm-hmm. were on the road, couldn't hardly get that. I mean, it was just pandemonium, really. And it, uh, had we had electricity, um, I don't think it would have been half as bad being in the teens. But because uh, we had no electricity, uh, it made it uh, overwhelming and horrific down here. And um, most people are getting their power uh, back on today, um, but there are many uh, pipes that have burst, and so folks do not have running water or hot water. And so people have had no water and no heat for almost a week in frigid temperatures from 14 to 16 degrees. So with that news report from Houston, Texas, I shall go into my piece, my first piece. It's uh, called Love, Not Blood. The blood runs daily in our urban ghettos. Tears running like the rivers Nile from the mother's heart. Forgotten are the struggles of the 60s. The children of this nation dying way too young. The rights that Malcolm, Martin, John died for, just an illusion. The urban is now the war zone. Pants sagging. Don't they understand they are disrespecting themselves? They don't understand where sagging came from and what it means. Black on black has become the normal. Shaking my head, so very heartbreaking. Mothers raising babies on their own, far too common a situation. Their men, dead, incarcerated, or even worse, just don't give a damn. Drugs are the new poison, filling brains, veins, into the mainstream of the deadly intoxication. My heart sheds tears of agony 
over how the men now treat their women with disrespect and with violence. Punching, slapping, kicking seems to be all too acceptable today with domestic abuse on the rise. Black men killing each other over a piece of the white man's sidewalk. Race barrier, again a topic for concern. Shot while black. How much have we lost over these past 40 years? The words for a higher education are being left in the streets for a paper worth more than gold, yet ends in death. Seems like if the great freedom fighters of the past were to come to our world of today, they would truly cry at what they would behold. Where once children gave their life to attend school, they now drop out on their own accord, chasing fool's gold. Where they wore suits to show their credibility, they sag. A tradition started in the prison system to let other men know you were available. They marched to keep families and communities united. Now they happily walk away from their own children. Young girls being taught that the only way to achieve in life is between your legs. What an abomination. When truth is, a higher educated mind is all you'll truly need to achieve. My God, people, please, please wake up out of your slumber. Stand up. Step up. Do what's right. Love yourselves. Love all people. God set all mankind on this earth. Love your fellow man, woman. I was a young child when the civil rights era took place. I have fought for those rights all my life. I have believed in their dreams, incorporating their dreams into my reality. My son is an example of that. A love of a black person and of the white person coming together to make one unique individual. Yes, I suffered for it, as has my son, but it has made us stronger individuals. Stop the hate. Stop the blood running rivers in our alleyways. Love, 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 always love. Musings of Amelia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen. Absolutely beautiful. Now, my next piece is called Blue Monster. Monster. Um, Blue Monster. Turbulence in the streets. Shots fired. Another laying in a pool of blood. Murder by the Blue Monster. Black lives discarded like garbage. Hatred and fear running rampant. So many tears, a river of sorrow. Anger and devastation coursing through the community. The innocent falling into the grave as the blue monster continues his reign of terror. Walking free to spread the bereavement. Color is a sad factor. One race against another. Mortality overwhelming the immaculate. All trust lost when blood is spilled on the daily. 
maliciousness towards the chase. How long will the juries be naive, allowing the monster freedom? When will love and compassion procure the day? Seize the righteous conduct. Bring the murders to a permanent conclusion. Allow faith and respect to be restored. Bring the blue monsters to justice. Musings of Amelia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen, and peace. Awesome. That one was so powerful. Thank you. You're very so you can welcome. find me you can find me on uh Facebook under Amelia T. Davis, E M I L I A T D A V I S. Uh I'm Googleable. Uh I have a, a like page under that name. You can find me on SoundCloud and Reverb Nation all under Amelia T. Davis. And you can find me right here on Nyla's show, uh, just about every Thursday night. And um, so I'm glad to hear your healing, um, dear heart. And I'm continuing to keep you in prayer uh, for your job that, you know, it all works out. Because I could just imagine uh, how hard it is to to function with that in your mouth and having had that kind of <laughs> surgery. Oh, it's a piece of cake. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> Oh, All right. cake Much sounds love. so good right now. <laughs> I, I was want cake. dying for a hot cup of co- I was dying for a hot cup of coffee this entire week. And as soon as the lights came on today, uh, that was the first thing I fixed was some some hot coffee. <laughs> so I can <laughs> understand. <laughs> Much love. Let me get off the mic. Let the next poet up. God bless you. Thank you so much, baby. Great job tonight. Thank you. All right. Our next caller is area code 216. 216, you are on the air. On the air. On the air. Hey, Mama. Hey, my darling. Wow. It's a rough, rough, rough because. Yeah, I'm telling you, I worried about that woman, Amelia. She was crying out for help down there, and then she had her dog. She didn't want to leave her dog. Oh, man, it was just a mess. And then I saw on the Internet where everybody just kept coming through, um, complaining. I think Kelly, I think, uh, uh, Kelly, he was, he was, I think, Cinderella. That's a lot of different people. Got caught up in that winter storm, and I just saw him complaining, and wasn't nothing we could do. You know, we should just try to help a little bit. But more people, even Candace Muff and her family, was uh, uh, caught up in that without power. But to be down there and not used to the cold, and you got an animal that you're trying to protect, and you can't stay warm. Oh my God! I just, I just said a lot of prayers for these people. That was the bad news. The good news is it's over now, and I think most of them are safe. And also, another good news is, tell Christopher, I made him a very special necklace. I don't know if you showed him the picture of it. I sent you the picture. And uh, it should be coming near soon. It gets home real soon. So, Aww. when it gets warm, he can put on his Bermuda shorts, 
and his tank top and put on his necklace and he said, Mama made this for me just for me. It's got a lot of powerful energy. Well, I am not going to tell him, and I'm not going to show it to him. I'm going to let him open it and be surprised. Okay. And I'm going to see if he's going to see if he'll bite it and think it's grapes or something. Wait, wait, hold on. You're not going to tell him because what now? I'm not going to tell him, and maybe he'll bite it and think it's grapes. Oh, my funny. That's funny. Um, <laughs> you saw the picture, so I don't think it looks like grapes. But it's um, it's stuff that you like. And then I sent you one that you're going to like. Because I just saw the picture of it. I love it. It is so beautiful. Oh, my gosh. Is that for me? Yeah, one is yours and one is his. <laughs> Those are my three favorite colors, black, white, and red. Did you know that? Nope. And green. I like green, too, but, but black, white, and red are my main colors. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. Oh, I'm so excited. Well, one is his. Make sure you give him his. Don't be trying to I will. Up. I promise. <laughs> anyway, I don't have anything to report. I was I was thinking Tamika was going to be mad at me for teasing her last week, but she didn't even say hi to me. Oh, she is so sweet. She is such a doll baby. Well, we're gonna we're gonna unmute her. We're gonna unmute her real quick. <laughs> Tamiko, you there, honey? Yes. Will you two please say hi to each other? Hey. I was messing with you. Hi. I messed with you. Hey, baby. I messed with you last week. Thought you was gonna. I thought you was gonna get on get on this week and tell me tell me if you, tell me off a little bit or something. You didn't even say hi. No, I'm like, I didn't know what was going on. I'm like, okay, well. <laughs> you didn't hear me talk about yeah, you and I heard uh, you said Burke. that. We sound so laid back and relaxed that you was that you were about to fall asleep. <laughs> the funny part is that I've actually had a friend tell me that one time on the phone. Your voice sounds so relaxing, I almost fell asleep at me. Cause I'll get the off the phone then. <laughs> Don't go to sleep oh on me. Don't go to sleep. <laughs> well, I've heard that I before. I'm, That's the... Well, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. I love you, but I just haven't heard from you in so long. I was kind of, like, getting mad because um, you don't talk to me no more. I say nothing. You don't even say hi. You don't even do nothing. I ain't even heard your voice up over here. But anyway, Nothing like being called I, out by Mama in front of the whole world, right, Tamiko? <laughs> oh, I'm like, oh, it's okay. You know, hey. <laughs> Well, Tamiko, I'm going to keep you on the line with me, and Mama's going to read her poem, and I'm going to let you comment with me, okay? Oh, that's good. You're sure about that? I don't want to interrupt you. Yeah, 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 that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Don't be saying, uh-uh. That's a good idea. The name of my poem is called called A Bitter Valentine's Poem. This is this is the bad mood I was in on Valentine's Day. Sparing ten more tears for those last ten years. Disrespectful behavior, unacceptable. Valentine, don't try and be mine. If you knew your heart belonged to someone else, why waste more of my good years? Ten years wasted trying. 
10 years of wasted time, but love unreceived can never be retrieved. I put in work from age 19 to 29, so please do not be mine, Valentine. For as long as I live, for your kind, I have no more fucks to give. Valentine's poem. You're never going to be hired by Hallmark. <laughs> never. If that was your lifelong dream and ambition, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. But I would hire you. Tamiko? I'm going to get ready to say, I'm like, no, Hallmark might not hire her, but there's some people willing to pay for that and give it to someone. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> It's honest, and there's a lot of people be feeling that way around Valentine's, too. <laughs> I used to sit and look at Valentine's cards and sit there and think, you know, God, this is there's nobody, first of all, that's ever going to live, live up to these Valentine cards. And there's none of them that said anything even remotely close to what I would want to say to somebody. So I started making my own, and they would be something like, you're an asshole, but you're my asshole. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> you know? Oh, that's I guess poetic, right? Good that. oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, God. <laughs> that's pretty horrible. Well, thank you, thanks, Tamiko, for staying on the line and making me laugh. I love you, Tamiko. Stay in touch a little more often. I'm, I miss you. I love you, yeah. too. And that, that, you always you. make me laugh, and I always love to listen to your poetry. I have not been on the computer. My computer's been broke down. I'm like, so I ain't even been online to read anything or post anything. But, you know, I'm always listening in. So I always stay inspired by your poetry. Well, okay. Well, this one, the next one I'm going to read is a mean one, too. <laughs> um, this is was dedicated to a friend of mine that was um, one of the things that um, – I like about myself that don't never seem to work out, but I always try to make friends with people and help them out, just when they first come to my city. And so this was a particular musician that came to my city, and I got him a whole bunch of jobs. He didn't know anybody. He got his band all recognized and everything. And then I go to the dance one day, and he's standing up there, and he doesn't even speak to me. I'm like, well, well, what's wrong with him? So I don't know what happened, but the name of the piece is called Female Promoter. And, um, you know, there's like no good deed goes on, on his, or something like that. So that's what I'm going to read. And it's called Female Promoter because I was promoting him all over the place. And he was a kind of an arrogant type person that uh, I guess I get at some point he must have thought he was too good to even put his draws to touch him. It goes like this, female promoter. I did not feel I owed you my sexy body just because you felt you deserved it. Oh, I felt you had a sense of entitlement, and the wife you chose thought it was me. She loved you so much she couldn't believe that you were only a commodity seen in a business capacity. But arrogance is very unattractive, especially to me. 
and your prideful ways and lack of character was another turnoff. And if it weren't for your musical abilities, I would have slapped your face into the color you wanted it to be. I preferred to dance and bring joy to the masses, so I promoted the culture in the community, even when they happened to be jackasses. I always felt I could, I should, save the baby when I threw out the bathwater. Though you tried to make that feat impossible, I know that I was responsible for helping you stage your claim to fame. And it's a shame that you have not changed. Major losers are all the same. Big brain with a lame game. A talented sucker you'll always remain. And I am not, nor will I ever let you feel the pleasure of this, my body. Not even a sniff, not even a whiff. So tell your wife, nobody wanted you in bed but her. So all this rolling your big eyes around and acting too good to speak shows you're weak. And you couldn't deal with defeat. Sorry for your wife. She was really sweet. She sees me and drops her gaze, and it's only out of respect to her quiet rage that I don't call you out just to set the record straight. This is what this prose is all about. That's in peace. Very cool. Do you want to comment first, Tamiko? That was really good. It was humorous because as soon as she said it was so tell your wife, you're the only, she's the only one that wants you. I was just like, okay. It's always something humorous. So I'm like, I was just waiting for it in that one. So I'm like, okay. Well, I, I enjoyed that. You know, you know I, mean, I hate when people think they're entitled to something because you're a female, you know. And, um, I just don't like it. It just really made me upset. And I felt sorry for her too. Because I wasn't trying I didn't I didn't even think it wasn't even attractive to me. And period. I was just doing it for the trying to help him out. And then he you know, act all like that. Woo. Poor little wife just looking at me all funny. I don't know what he's trying to make her think. But like I said, he didn't even get a whiff. <laughs> Anyway, I like those that. are my two rats for today. Thank you for staying <laughs> on to me. <laughs> oh, no. Thank you, Mama. Tell everyone how to find you, honey. Okay, so that's how you get out of commenting, huh? Okay, all right. Yeah. You're welcome. I'm trying not Find to talk. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm just going to keep Tamiko on for the rest of the night. No, 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 no. <laughs> I forgot. I'm sorry. I shouldn't even make you be laughing like I did last week. Um Wow, I'm sorry, baby. I keep on forgetting. What happened to Christopher? He had a got a call from work, and I don't know what's going on. There's something going on at his work, and he's dealing okay, with it on the well, phone maybe, right now. Okay, well, maybe, well, hope everything's all right, and I'll talk to you all next week. Okay. All right, Mama, we love you, honey. Thank you so much. Right. <laughs> bye bye. All right, so should I put you back on hold, Tamika, or you want to hang out on the show with me? 
if you, you need me to to be here, I will. If you need me to. It would you enjoy doing that? <laughs> is what I'm asking. If you would like to, you're more than welcome to. I'll keep you on with me. Otherwise, sure. I'll put you on hold and bring you back on to read later. Sure, I'll do it. <laughs> okay. All right, let's go ahead and grab area code 267. 267, you're on the air. Two six seven, are you with me? Yes, I'm here. Good evening. Hello, hon. How are you? Good. How are you doing tonight? Absolutely wonderful. You want to introduce yourself, please? Uh, this is Justice Clark, aka Floetic Justice. Oh, hey, sweetie. I should have recognized your voice. How have you been doing? Absolutely wonderful. It's good to hear from you. Miss Tamiko's here with me tonight, hanging out. We're just Hello. having fun listening to poetry. So is um is everybody reading two pieces or is it just one piece? No, you can do two, honey. Okay, yeah, I haven't been on the air, so bear with me. I haven't read a poem on air in quite a while. Uh, the first one I want to read is it's called I Want. I want to hold her the way she needs to be held, close, warm, and still, in a single moment that will be etched into her being, into the only sound that is heard is the gentle beating of our dueling hearts. I want to kiss her the way she needs to be kissed, gently, deeply, longingly, as our lips greet each other in the damp moisture of a connection that teeters on the edge of passion's waiting cliff. I want to touch her the way she needs to be touched, softly, sweetly, tenderly, with just a hint of the seduction destined to come as my fingertips graze the delicate planes of her eager skin. I want to, lo- <clears throat> I want to love her the way she needs to be loved, openly, honestly, and willingly, not just for her image, but the endless gifts she possesses inside, shared in the present that is simply held within her presence. I want to know her the way she needs to be known beyond the grand experience of supple flesh and rigid bone, held then in the delicate assurance that she has someone that can hear her words, share her pain, dance in her flame, so she will never feel alone. And so I wait, patiently on my journey, wishing silently under the sending stars as they plummet from heaven to the lords of love and the angels above as they slip by. For in the scheme of our existence, all things fade, and time continues to move so very fast as every second lost evolves into pieces of the past. So I extend my hand into the void, searching for the one to clasp my own. For out of all these ones, there is one that supersedes the rest, where I lay my weary head, graceful and calm, upon her regal breast as we sail away together into the open arms of forever. For in the depths of the desires of all my yearnings, I want to find her. Thoughts of a single man, end poem. You know, I think that what I really loved about that piece was how you were, I mean, you're talking about someone you're going to love, 
you know, and mm-hmm. not somebody you're just going to love tonight. You know, but but you're actively looking. You're actively searching for this one you are going to love. But what I really liked about it is the woman who hears that and is going to answer to that, you know, is going to know this love that to, to know what it's like to be celebrated as some as a woman, something divine and amazing. But at the same time, you know, when you're reading your piece, you're talking about loving her on the very grassroots level of her being, you know, without loving her without expectation or limits or you know, just for who she is. You know, I think that's I think that's very powerful. There's a very powerful message in that. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Tamiko? Mm-hmm. Yes, I was just um, sitting here enjoying and savoring what I just heard. Um, it was so good because um, the part, I, and I may not get it word for word, and I apologize, but the part where you were saying how um, it, everything was evolving into pieces of the past, like the time was just, I took that to mean like how the, the time is just passing and and sometimes you wish it's certain moments that are so good uh, in a situation that you just want to replay those moments or have those moments all the time, and they just go, um, they just go by, and you want to always spend that time and always be uh, in that passion. And so I, I was really feeling that. So that was beautiful. It's kind of a unique thought. Um, savoring those memories you have with someone that you haven't made yet. Well, you know, I, I really appreciate your feedback and I just thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to share on your show. Absolutely, our pleasure. You gonna read another one, hun? Uh sure. Um <clears throat> this one is called oh, excuse me, The Birds of Dawn. Fly free the birds of dawn that sing in humble clarity upon the currents of the loving day. Fly free the birds of dawn whose wings soar on the seas of affection as love's breath guides them on their way. In the curious span of a silent flutter they came darting, yet never parting through the trails of dawn, proud and strong as they whipped by us, as if to say they left their blessings upon the mantle of our love. In the wake we lay, there in our wonder, watching them dance upon the stage of air. I could feel your heart beating with mine as the warmth of your body was filled full by my lasting embrace. They hovered above us for just a moment as my lips touched yours and the breeze of the morning swept sweet and cool across your face. I could not ask for a gift more precious than to be there with you as we dreamt of our own journey for in our minds still connected, we had already sprouted our blessed wings as we too became lovers lost in the fabric of the sky, and we signed our signatures on the canvas of clouds. You are my meaning, my angel, my destiny, and I love you so. Follow me to my heart's beloved end, and I will join you on the path of the knowing, ever-growing, ever-flowing like these cherished pilots above us, who navigated the waves of our being as they became one with their passionate leap. For I could see us now so clearly, 
like couple doves tweeting our melodies upon the sturdy branch of the oak of our oath. Selected notes that love had claimed us both as eternal entities swimming in precious union into the grand nothingness of this our perception. For all that we are and all that we know rides in the cherished vessel born on the heralded backs of those who have been now deemed worthy to have been levitated by the winds of their love. Fly free the birds of dawn that sing in humble clarity upon the currents of the loving day. Fly free the birds of dawn whose wings soar on the seas of affection as love's breath guides them on their way. Come with me and we shall see what lies beyond the skies of morn. Come with me and let us be forever reborn as the birds of dawn. Thoughts of a single man. And poem. You know, when you were reading that, and this may sound really, really dumb, <laughs> but when you were reading that, I was picturing someone standing on stage, like, and 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 reading it like a soliloquy during a Shakespeare play. <laughs> uh, you know, there were you. there were parts of it that flowed together in such incredibly beautiful imagery. And the way it folded in and out of itself as you were reading it was very reminiscent of, to me, of Shakespeare, of the flow, the flow of Shakespeare when he wrote. And I, wow. I just, I thought it was awesome. I thought it was beautiful. Um, I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm like speechless now. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that because actually one of my, uh, all-time favorite poets and writers is Shakespeare. So, is it really mine too? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's why I heard it. But you know, I really was. I mean, read it back or record it or something like that. You know, and and picture it. You know, picture the story being told, and all of a sudden the main character steps out, and he's walking through the forest, and he sees a bird in the tree, and he just goes into this soliloquy, talking to himself talking to the bird, reading, you know, what you just read. It would it would be amazing. That's that's a wonderful idea. Wow. It's, it's not it's not often I'm rendered speechless, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe you can maybe you can get somebody when weather gets nice get take, go out and, you know, do make a video of you like walking through the forest. You know, just with your back and walking through the forest, and then use that. Do a voice recording of this poem, and read it over the top of that video. You know, so you've got the visual of walking through the forest. You know, and then stopping and, you know. But yeah, that would be really cool. That's now, a very good. Now idea. there's no wonder you don't call in more often. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all this crap I'm making you do. Kamiko, did you want to comment, honey? Oh yes, I did. Um, I was trying not to make sounds over here while he was reading because I can't mute my phone. And at one part in the poem, he was reading and it was sounding so good. I was like, mm. and <laughs> I was are, trying to be quiet. You know, I was trying I to think be quiet, that as writers, but it was like, okay. as writers, I think that we really try what what we really strive for, especially people who will perform in front of a live audience. Those little mm's and those gasps or the chuckles we live for those because 
if we can get provoke an emotional response out of a listener with what we write, I think that's really truly what we aspire to do is to be able to touch people emotionally. So mm, all you want. Yeah, and um, I was really loving the um, just just the whole thing about the air, the hovering, the doves, um, which are generally a sign of peace. Um, but that's what it sounded like. It sounded like a love that you know is so strong and so beautiful that it just it can't do anything but invoke peace, and it's, it sounds like a divine love between two people. And it was just making me feel like um, I, I really need to meet a man that write poetry like that about me. So thank you. You just <laughs> met, you just met a man like that. <laughs> so here we have matchmaking on the Speakeasy Cafe. <laughs> It was just a beautiful piece. It really was. I really enjoyed it. Well, I I guess it's a good thing I didn't read my Valentine's Day poem. That wasn't that happy. (laughs) (laughs) It had to be better than you're an asshole, but you're my asshole, right? (laughs) Yeah, I like that. That was my Valentine's Day poem years ago. That would probably be a bestseller, especially nowadays. Uh, thank goodness I don't have to write those anymore. So, <laughs> fantastic job. You know, now you, you. you've got a lot of homework to do. You have to write a whole screenplay around that one poem so you can insert that into the play now. And you have to, of course, video it and record it and, and do all that good stuff. So, get busy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I do I do like having homework. <laughs> do us a favor and tell us how to find you, honey. Um, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Justice Clark, Floetic Justice. Um, you can find me on YouTube um, under Justice Clark. Uh, you can find me on the, let's see, um, SoundCloud under Thoughts of a Single Man. And uh, I have um, three books out right now on Amazon and Kindle under the author named C. William Clark. One's uh, uh, actually uh, a collection of horror stories. I have a fictional novel I illustrated, and I have a 500-page poetry book that's also out. Very cool. All right, sweetheart, don't take so long to call in next time. We miss you when you're not around. It's really good to hear from you, and you did a great job on both those pieces. Okay, thank you so much, and you guys have a good evening. Thank you. <laughs> you too, sweetheart. Did you write all that down? Yes, I did. (laughs) All right, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. All right, you guys take care. Bye-bye. You too. Oh, that was so mean of me putting you on the spot like that. But, you know, love is in the air. Okay, no, it's not really, maybe. All right. Let's go ahead and grab our next caller, and then I think that I'm going to play a track real quick because I need to take an ibuprofen. And so you can listen to a track while I go do that. But we're going to go ahead and take 832 first. 832, you're on the air. Hi, Naila. Hey, sweetheart. How are you? I'm doing good. Yes, excellent. <laughs> it's with good to hear gone. from you, Uma. <laughs> yeah, with the power gone, uh, still I have a 
70% of battery so I can still read something. Please. I got a poem for you and it is words look at me. Or rather word, words of words, that is the title of the poem. Words look at me as if dawning from heaven. They wear a beautiful robe of white over black or blue. Whichever golden hue casting an inspiring spell in the minds of all who could read, write, or yell. They smile at me connivingly as if challenging if we know who she is or what she means, giving such a derisive look like she cannot be ignored to avoid contempt of your ignorance. You ought to treat her well, keep in heart, keep in heart honor her pride, so you will gain her praise as she can produce your work encompassing your wounds, loves lost and regained, blemishes not of scars but spills of accidents that were deliberately planned, crusaded against society or you, confusions leading turmoils, turbulences of ethos by cults, raised by vested groups and forecasting a shadow of greed, taking everything in sight, even if it is not yours. You think it is plundering and rampaging through history or contemporary works, although you are thinking world is far more wiser than needs your imagination. Words, the heart-quenching, nourishing, soothing, calming, spiritual words, looking at you in multiple dimensions, singing lullabies, our romantic songs, are no less deadlier than vintage artillery aiming to snub a village clad in a gossamer of filigree, forming a serenade of poetry can take away the crowd, dwindling aimlessly by its ups and downs, touching crest and trough of singing, soul-driving away the flocking demons of dissolution, bringing home the precious little heart, bearing one's truth back to where they belong, in the lap of Mother Earth, giving light to millions and standing for all singing in a unison. We can, we can, we can change the world. End poem. We can change the world. We can, we can, we can. That was freaking incredible, my love. (laughs) I know. (laughs) You, you throw out all these beautiful, beautiful words, and I say, that was freaking incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Tamiko, do you want to say something more eloquent? <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know if it'll be more eloquent, but what I will say is, Uma, I am a huge fan of your poetry ever since I've been hearing you on Speakeasy, and I always look forward to hearing you. Um, I love your poetry, and this one tonight is no exception. It, it sounds like a beautiful prayer and just affirming the possibilities of where we can go and where we can be. And I just appreciate it so much. Thank you. Thank you so very much, both of you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm glad you're here, Tamiko, because, and I think it's really good for, I think it's good for everybody, but I think it's really good for Uma, especially yeah. to hear because Uma knows that I love her, you know, and and just appreciate her so much. But I think that it's really good for her to hear those words from someone else, 
Yeah, from Tamika. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so, you know, so glad I was able to be here, recite it, and then get the feedback, and which is so precious. I can't tell you in words what it means because very rarely I get to share my poems, and then it's a, it's a heavenly gift if I get to have feedback also, and this is so positive, encouraging that, oh, I could die today. <laughs> no, don't do that, please. <laughs> I couldn't handle it. No. <laughs> Were you going to read a second one, honey? Yep, I can. I'll pull it out. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have to go to the blog and see that. You know, I think that, Tamiko, it's like, you know, and and I think maybe all three of us being women will understand this, but it's like when you're walking down the street, you know, Mm -hmm. your husband can sit there and look at you or your boyfriend can sit there and look at you. And, you know, he always tells you you're beautiful and you know he loves you no matter what. And you wake up with your makeup smudged and, you know, your hair is stuck to the side of your face where you drooled. And he rolls over and looks at you and tells you you're beautiful. Right? (laughs) But there's something different when you're walking down the street and somebody Mm -hmm. whistles or, or honks her horn or smiles or tells you, you know, hey, cutie, or something like that. All the stuff we're not supposed to like as women, you know, being strong women. But, you know, I've never, I've never minded a, a nice compliment, I guess. But it mean, it's something different because that person doesn't know you. You don't cook for them. You don't clean for them. You don't sleep with them. They don't have to be nice to you. So it's like a different kind of amazing when you get that compliment from someone besides someone who has to tell you they love you, even though you know they really do. <laughs> so I think that's kind of like, you know, people being able to hear feedback from somebody besides just me all the time I think is kind of cool because, you know, then they know I'm telling the truth. I want a poem if you have time, Jatim. Yeah, is, I was uh, trying to talk so you had time to find it. <laughs> <laughs> I got it, Naila. Thank you. And uh, I really appreciate it because I remember when very first time I was going all by myself, I was just about 14 something. And there was somebody who was uh, ringing their cycle bell and then said, Lali Chadi, my Dani Chadi. That means, uh, oh, uh, uh, you know, I don't know what it says, but I was wearing a red robe, a red uh, skirt. And then he says, the, um, hands Lal Chedi is a handsick uh, in red, is standing out in the open. So I don't know why he said that, but it brought me a smile in my face, like, oh, or the, you know, whatever. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, I understand. So um, I was in a rush to catch the bus, and I didn't pay much attention, but I don't even know who that was. So, that But you've never that. forgotten it either, have you? I haven't. <laughs> you know, I read a poem by, um, I think, um, one of the poets is um, from, the, it is a French poem, and, you know, what's his name? I, I get his name all the time uh, until the tip of my tongue, and I forget it. Like, it's not, um, 
Well, it is about a girl whom he sees in the park. He was sitting and then just pondering and then suddenly he sees a beautiful lady who's walking by and he wanted to wish her but she's gone and he says, oh, uh, well, only at the God's place we can see again. So, Victor Hugo, that was the poet. As you know, called, I have some I homework for you. Mm-hmm. I want you to write a poem called To the Boy on the Bicycle. Oh. <laughs> if he is if he has stayed with you all these years and you've never forgotten him, he deserves a poem. Okay, we'll do that. <laughs> to the boy on the bicycle. Yeah, he didn't have actually any respect about addressing me that way, but then, you know, it doesn't matter. I can still write it. Mm-hmm. So this is about, uh, um, it's a poem called A Beacon of Light. Yeah. Uh, no, Spirit Like a Beacon. So uh, I must have read it before, but I would like to share it again. Like a bubbling spring she was, the first time when I saw her, laughing, running and playing, was she everywhere. It was as if you wanted to hold a bunch of flowers all in your hand. Some would go out into the cold as you handled them tender. She was ethereal, I thought, her spirit so bright and beaming. I saw some time later she was a soul that seen many things. Like the river Ganga near Varanasi, she bears all the responsibilities. Like a vessel full to the brim, never showing if she is grim. Her people around her, as if traveling in tranquil in a vessel. Life is kind, but not always. When I saw her later, she was in a huge turmoil, as if her vessel was struggling in a typhoon. Yet her poise was great, as she served them with generosity, generating out of her lovable spirit and bearing all the weight, yet never feeling afraid of the thunderous floods that followed. He left her company after a long life with care and spirit. Even when he could not get out of his bed, he supported her and her controlling with a glance. His kids were uneasy with the care bestowed. As she rested on them and they grumped. She was shattered, but not in spirit, standing against all odds. She supported her children and gave them solace and strength. Little does she reflect. On the unstoppable past, she, like a guiding light, is always showing the path, following his lesson of karma to dance. Dance is uh, the rule of karma. Never complaining of the hurricanes, the wonderful person that she is. How blessed am I to be their loving child. End poem. Wow. Tamiko, you want to go? This was very beautiful. I always enjoy. Um, it's kind of like the rhythm of your poetry, if that makes any sense. It almost feels um, like melodic, <laughs> whatever you're saying. Um, it's just absolutely beautiful, and just the tone of the poem. And um, I just I enjoyed it very much, Uma. Thank you. Thank you, Tamika. I really appreciate your commenting and 
it's a great thing to be a part of this, you know, beautiful arena and listen to all of you reading your poems and giving comments and feedback and instructions and guides, uh, guidances. So I must be really blessed too. Or else these words wouldn't have come out of me. I would I would have been so different just because I came back to this show. It gives me a ray of light as if a window has opened a world, whole new world to me. And I remain in, in the light and realize that there is light. Well, we appreciate you being part of our family. I tell you that all the time. I'm just I'm just very blessed that you are here with us. We all are. And I want you to to know that sincerely from our hearts. We appreciate you so much, honey. Thank you, Mariana. You're very Thank welcome. You very you want to tell people how to find you? Yes. Um, these poems are, some of these poems are in the blog that I just uh, was reading from. Um, and it's called um, Poetry by Uma Pochampalli. And I also have some of the few of my other poems on you know, poetry, poemhunter.com. And I have two books that were released, one from um, one is on Amazon, and it's um, a few poems from my heart. And the other one is from Blurb Publications. It's called Sunset Sail on a Moonlit Night. And I have participated in um, some of the anthologies by Brian Dixon's, um, uh, you know, uh, works um, that they have produced in from Voices Strong, Poet with Voices Strong, a Facebook group. And there have been many anthologies that they have uh, brought out. And I am an ardent student of Vanilla Alicia and uh, all the other good poets that read here. I can't um, be anywhere without think, thanking Noreen and Adam Scott and Michael and others. So, if any questions, get off Naila Alicia. Thank you so much, Uma. And we will talk to you next week. We'll do that. We'll do that. Awesome. Thank you, sweetheart, so much. Thank you, all. Thank you, Naila. Thank you, Tamika. Thank you. All right. Tamiko, do you want to read another, please, before we let you go? Um, yeah, I have another one. It's another haiku. Um, trying to remember the name. Okay, the name of it is Time for Love. Um, what did I do? No more pain inside. We are not. Ten men and ten women. Time for love and peace. Aww. Yeah. I love that, but now I have homework for you. <laughs> what? Because every time you, you sit there and say, I have two poems to share, but they're really short. They're haiku. So I'm going to give you a haiku homework. And it's it's going to be tough. But I want you to write a poem made up 
of haikus and the first letter of the first line in each of the haikus has to be the letter of the alphabet. So the first haiku starts with the letter A. The first line of the second haiku starts with B. The line of the first letter of the third one starts with C and all the way down to Z. It's going to be one poem, all haikus. The first letter is going to be the alphabet all the way down. Okay, multiple words, haiku. Okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> then you get to write your haikus, but I get a long poem. Mm. Yeah. See, it's called compromise, the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> You're groaning. <laughs> I, know, cause I'm I love you, girl. Like, oh my God! Like, yeah, because I've been tinkering around with the ABC format a little bit, but because I've never done it before, I just happened to see it a, year, a couple of years back on Poetry Soup, and I thought I'm gonna do that one day. And I heard poems like that before, and I was like, well. Let me mess around with it a little bit and see what I come up with. And the, eh. yeah, the first letter of each each haiku has to be the next letter of the alphabet. Mm-mm. Well, it certainly sounds interesting. It'll be fun. Oh yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. Hours and hours. All right, tell everyone how to find you again, honey. Okay. Um www.poetrysoup.com forward slash me forward slash T-A-M-E-K-O number one, number three. Thank you very much. You're welcome, honey. Thank you for letting me um, listen and comment with you. I appreciate (laughs) that. You are so welcome. We'll talk to you next week, hon. All righty. Bye-bye. All right, I'm going to let area code 407 know that you are not in the lineup. 407, if you want to come on the air, um, just go ahead and press 1. That will let me know it's okay to unmute you. If you're here hanging out, appreciate you being here. Change your mind anytime. Go ahead and press 1. We've got about 29 minutes left in the show. Actually, we've got about 15 minutes left in the show. I'm going to check with Mama again real quick and see if maybe she has another piece that she would like to read. Mama? Do you have another piece you'd like to read? Yes. (laughs) The answer to that question is always yes. Because it's like you read my mind when you said the ABC um, form. I had one. And I said, let me see if I can find it. And maybe I'll push one again. And uh, you just like read my mind through through the grapevine or through the radio waves or whatever. But it's uh, That's because you're my mama. We're connected. That was really, really right on time. I was like just getting ready to hit. Which one of them? So it's called Love and Lunacy. And it goes like this. Starting with the first word, A. As the universe streams, moonbeams, vibrations, beyond brave blue skies, dreams are tossed about. Clouds linger to infiltrate the threatening calm. Dangerous moons practice divination while waxing or waning, exuding more or less power, affecting evil attitudes of mood. Fondness withers, 
as an underwater robe guises itself as insanity, sensibility rolls her childish eyes. How such contempt shown as civility is more than cruel to me. And I wonder why dreams get tossed about this spring. January, February seems to balance a a tolerated gloom keeps the quiet calm in March until the waxing of the alluring moon. Lunacy and love lurk in mind as cosmic sails way in gravity full. March introduced the full moon, preparing for the solar eclipse of April. Now that the adoration has given birth to love and its shackles, he prays uh, of the shackles. Let's speak of the shackles that come with snares of love's trap. Promises of love get gagging in the throat of unkept dedication. Quicksand quickening underfoot. Love suffocating instinct of famine. Realities of love's lunacy, hoping we could bottle up the good times and save them. Saving the good times for the bad times, testing the power of the mind. Testing love's abilities under the new lunar moon. Hysterical levels of confusion. Universal melody soothes the carnal mind. Bonds together gods and goddesses of love. One time lust Parading as love causes mental delusion. Walking lunatic I am, forever dancing to the edges of this fanatical world. Exorgate of your natural instincts and logic wrestles. Married now are love and lunacy. Exolophone, flowing universal drumbeat, keeping me dancing cautiously past the loophole. Yet, for just a taste of desire or a semblance of love from you with completeness, zones of love, overzealous lust, lubricates love's lunacy by the moon's Google dust. You know, I was following along and, and listening for the alphabet in it, and it was so much fun, and it was a beautiful, beautiful please, Mama. I loved it. Wow, thank you. You're I welcome. About that. So, 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 yeah, so that's my ABC, and she was just saying, because uh, this is from a while back, I think it was like 2014, 2015, and it's in ourpoetry.com. I don't know if I got it on Poetry Soup, but it's over there, uh, Love and Lunacy, Poetry.com. Well, fantastic job on it. I didn't read it very well because I never really read it, I don't think, the one time a long time ago when I wrote it. I think I read it on your show. (laughs) That was a while back, yeah, 15 years. That's five years ago. So, yeah, I was stumbling, but uh, I'm glad you got the gist. Do you want to tell everyone how to find you again, Mama? Uh, Facebook, Poetry Soup, allpoetry.com, Vicki, 
with an I, Vicky Aqua. And that's it. Cool. All right, Mama. Fantastic job. Thank you. Yeah, baby. I feel better. Um, I yeah. will. Got your little healing rocks over there. Hold on to them, your crystals and stuff. Put them on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will do that for sure. Okay, bye. All right. Thanks, Nico. Out. We will talk to you next week, okay, honey? Okay, bye bye. You sound tired. You go go I, enjoy I your stuff. All right. Get some that rest. All right. Next week. Okay. Thanks, Mama. All right, everybody. Let's go ahead and grab area code. Last caller for the night, area code 419. 419, you're on the air. Hey, Nala. Hey, sweetheart. I was hoping that was you. It is. I, I was watching the line saying, I know he's going to call in late. I know. He always teases <laughs> me like this. <laughs> okay. How you doing, sweetie? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? How are you feeling? I'm doing okay. I'm here. Okay. All right. I'm going to do uh, this, this poem called Motherland. Um, it's been a while since I've done it. I think I've done it here before. Uh, but it's kind of like uh, in honor of Black History Month. Okay. Um, I was not born in you, but I was born of you, my motherland. From the womb of my mother, I could hear the distant drums of your past. I could hear the lions roar. I could see the zebras ring. I sat in an elephant's trunk and Swim with the water buffalo. Surrounded by the Nile of my mother's womb, I gazed upon your beauty, my motherland. I watched the birds fly. The condor was my playmate, the anaconda my friend. I raced the cheetah, hunted with the panther, and slept in the shadows of your rainforest. I climbed to the highest peak of your highest mountain, that I might touch the sky, the moon, gaze upon the sun, and Claim my right to manhood. Africa, my motherland. I was not born in you, but I was born of you. And from deep inside my mother's womb, the umbilical cord of your past gave my life substance, strength, honor, and dignity. And I survived. And born. That was amazing. I wasn't born of you, but I was born in you, right? Yes. I wasn't born in you, but I was born of you. I had it backwards. Of course I did. Yeah, that was incredible. Thank you. Really incredible. Well, Are you going to read too, baby? I can. Uh, this is another one. Uh, it's uh, <clears throat> It's been a while since I read it. I think I read it before. Uh, but it's been a while, and um, it's one of my favorites. So it's called Shadow Boxer. I used to walk through the darkness in the shadow of fear, haunted by the voices ringing in my ear, haunted by the images of my recollection, haunted by the memories of my disconnection. But I made a decision that when life throws me rocks, 
our bob, our weave, and our shadow box. Left jab, right cross, left hook. Left jab, right cross, left hook. Let's talk about Lil Johnny. Remembering us growing up in the Port Lawrence, we went to Gunkel, Duke Moore College. In the first grade, we used to fight our way back home to the Brand Woodlocks and Alberta Sprout. We used to catch grasshoppers, shoot marbles, play hopscotch, leap the pit, and look for four-leaf clovers. Even though I moved away, we were friends for life. And one day, his life ended with a bullet to his head. Shadow boxing. Left jab, right cross, left hook. Left jab, right cross, left hook. Because remember when my grandpops told me why he hated my sperm donor and never called him dad. He said that when I was born, sperm donor told him that anything I needed was between him and my mom. He was never a factor in my life. I survived the turmoil of my childhood without him and turned out okay. I get grown, and he want to say he's sorry to become a part of my life. Fuck that. All of my anger, he got a dose. I forgave him, but when he died, he still went close. Shadow boxing. Left jab, right cross, left hook. Left jab, right cross, left hook. Had a good friend, hooked on horses, selling pot. Everything he made was for another shot. Pimping, stealing, doing what he could. All of his crimes were committed in our hood. We grew up together. Our bond was strong, but I couldn't kick everything when he was doing wrong. Still on the TV, he got shot in the back. Now he's in a wheelchair. And I heard doing smack. Shadow boxing. Left jab, right cross. Left hook. Left jab, right cross. Left hook. Took a look back to from whence I came. Yes, I'm reflecting on this whole life game. When I was 17, I left the game. Because it was all downhill. I didn't want to hang. Most of my friends had been to jail and I didn't want to live in that kind of hell. Bottom line was, I had a choice. I had to listen to the wisdom of my inner voice. It said, you're a boxer and you know how to hit. When life knocks you down, don't take that spit. Jump up swinging and leave no doubt that you ain't about to be taken out. See, I've lived through racism, bigotry, and fucked up times. Cops killing brothers who committed no crimes. Crooked politicians with their shady asses. People looking at the world through rose-colored glasses. I can't live that life, because up in my head, my friend's in a wheelchair, and little Johnny's dead. So I've been shadow boxing for all these years, bobbing and weaving and fighting back tears. Shadow boxing. Left jab, right cross, left hook. Left jab, right cross, left hook. And pull. That's one of my favorite favorites of yours as well. You know, it's, you. Like, it's like you were you were born fighting, you know, and yeah. you, you've never let anything beat you. Right. Sure. Yeah. Very powerful. All right, baby, tell everyone how to find you. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, uh, on All Poetry, and also on YouTube under Marvin Douglas Johnson. Very cool. We'll talk to you next week. Yes. Awesome. Thank you, baby. Thank you for closing the show down so amazingly. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye, honey. You too. Bye-bye. 
All right, everyone, you've been listening to Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. It's been an incredible evening. I'm going to close the show with a piece by Eddie Oliver called Beautiful Beginnings. You can find him on YouTube, Google him, actor, poet, screenplay, writer, does all kinds of fun stuff he's into. So Eddie Oliver, Beautiful Beginnings, and we will see you guys next week. Good night, everybody. written it, it be the first chapter, they call it life, beautiful as it is in, in the beginning, never thinking about an ending, just thinking about building, creating that solid foundation to stand on, trusting, hoping that you don't stand alone, just, just hoping, nose wide open, walking on faith, just trying to keep pace, trying not to lose the race of, of everyday, everyday life. Sitting in a little coffee shop just sipping, writing To the naked eye doing nothing exciting, man She was just sipping, writing But it was something about her Something that made me wonder as she sat there alone over yonder Just sipping, writing What was she writing? Was it poetry? She looked up, man, and and she finally noticed me and, And she smiled so beautiful it was, like like looking at the river now, because cause so beautiful she was. So so I smiled. She went back to writing. Doing nothing exciting, man. It's, and, and I just stood there and admired and wanted to walk on over and introduce myself. But because of my shyness, I decided to retire. To a chair two tables down. Quiet without a hint of a sound, I just sat there sipping, gazing. Admiring her from a distance because her beauty and her innocence were so amazing. Her her smile was so intoxicating. Her her eyes were so engaging. The, the ten second glance made my heart start racing. As if I was high on drugs, straight freebase. I just sat there and daydreamed of, of me and her taking flights to far off places, turning off our cell phones while while we took long vacations in in hard to reach nations. Made me wonder. Was this lady? It kept me sipping, gazing, driving me half crazy with anticipation. Nervous I am. She got me caught up in her aura like, 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 damn. <laughs> Yo, who is this lady? Latte sipping, coffee shop chilling. <laughs> I'm yet to know her name, but somehow I seem to be catching feelings. I wonder, I ponder. Will she come here often? Or will she be interested in me and her doing some get-to-know-you-talking? And hope that maybe we can become good friends and do some park walking. <laughs> Hold up. I find that I'm jealous of the way that she holds that pen. I kind of wish that it was me that she was holding. I kind of wish that I was that napkin that she was folding, touching. It's like behind our coffee cups, man, we're playing a sexy game of seduction, hiding, peeking. She's got my attention, no diversions, no interruptions, just just gazing, lusting, hiding, 
critiquing Every time she sits on her cup It, it hides that devilish grin Like she wants to sing Like she's flirting Inviting me to come on over Come on in I wish it was me that she was sipping Should I say I wish it was me That she was kissing See this be beautiful beginning The beginning be the alpha As it is written It be the first chapter They call it life Beautiful as it is in the beginning Never thinking about an ending Just just thinking about building Creating that solid foundation to stand on Trusting that you don't stand alone Just just hoping Nose wide open Walking on faith Just trying to keep pace Trying not to lose the race of everyday life Life Kissing on a white sandy beach Making love surrounded by palm trees I worship you because you made me believe that That God, that God said that you and I Are you and I were meant to be You are so heavenly I can't help but believe that That God sent you to me because You put me at peace and And to him I am forever grateful I know sometimes baby that I can be a handful And for that I apologize Melt me with those maple brown eyes But you handle me like Like the way trees slow in an autumn breeze So gentle, so smooth I, I can't help but be in love with you Because you make it so easy Sleep with me Dream with me To a far off place where, where no one can find us Where it's just us Caught up in the rush of our lust As we make love from dawn to dust As I look down and see you beneath me Looking up at me, smiling Sometimes staring me down Making love to me with your eyes As you hold on tight for the ride I, I love you I love, I love the feel of your thigh The way your flesh feels against my flesh The way your chest feels against my chest The way we pause, we take deep breaths Deep, deep, deep breaths the thought of knowing that you are mine Makes me lose all track of time So we end up making love for hours Just just because there's nothing else to do It's just you on top of me And me on top of you With the sweetest smell of romance in the room I, I take a whiff to consume the perfume Because I want to smell of you with, with me all day Just one whiff, just one sniff Takes my breath away Got me Finding, got me finding, got me fiending, got me fiending, got me fiending to see you on the next day. The exact same way. Me looking down at you and you staring up at me. Can't think of a better position for us to be, so just love me. And if you feel it in your heart, girl, you'll just marry me. With the thought of knowing that this is what God always wanted us to be. You see, it's Beautiful in the beginning. The beginning in is the alpha. The beginning be the alpha as it is written. It it be the first chapter they call life. Beautiful as it is in the beginning. Never thinking about an ending, just just thinking about building, creating that solid foundation to stand on, trusting, hoping that you don't stand alone, man. Just just hoping, nose wide open, walking on faith, just trying to keep pace. Try not to lose the race of everyday life, 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 life. You see this? This be my Monday morning blues. I find myself caught up in the rapture, just longing, longing for her. 
Missing her, her heavenly touch, oh so very much Like I didn't just see her on Sunday Yet I find myself daydreaming about her I find myself daydreaming about her all day All day on Monday Daydreaming about all the love making we did over the weekend To no end, it just got me lonely Daydreaming about her once again as I long for her kiss I look at my t-shirt that she had online across my bed And I can't help but reminisce I pick it up and pull it close to me Close my eyes, take a deep breath and I can smell her scent Reminding me once again of the time that we spent just, just love making The smell is something out of a, a bath and body works And the sweet smelling aroma is enough to drop me to my knees as I Shake my head like, like I'm about to repent It's just the smell of moonlight path Reminding me of our sexy, sexy hour-long bubble bath Or was it the smell of a midnight pomegranate? You see, it's been less than 24 hours, y'all Since she's been gone and, and already, man, already I can't stand it I'm just lonely Longing for her I'm fine I'm fiending I'm fine I'm fiending for her love Like an addict addicted to a drug She, she got got me on that crack, y'all. <laughs> I got to have it like that Spike Lee joint. Y'all, I need it. You see, I, I need it, y'all. I, I need it in the worst way. Like a fiend that, that can't stay clean. Look, look at me, y'all. She, she got me shaking. She got me shaking just thinking about the crazy love making. I'm going through withdrawal from the lack of it all. From the lack of her kiss. From the lack of her touch. From the lack of her love that I miss oh so much. And... She just left this homeboy alone Like Like yesterday You see this be my Monday morning blues I'm gonna be this way until the weekend rolls back around Just fine Just fiending Just fiending y'all I'm gonna be this way until her Until I hear the sound of her walking through my door I'm gonna be this way until Friday Just fine Just just when I do this dance all over again, we gonna do this romance again, all freaking weekend. You see, it's beautiful in the beginning. The beginning be the alpha as it is written. It it be the first chapter they call life. Beautiful as it is in the beginning, never thinking about an ending, just thinking about building, creating that solid foundation to stand on, trusting. Hoping that you stand alone, just hoping, nose wide open, walking on faith, just trying to keep the pace, trying not to lose the race of everyday life. See Proverbs 18.22 states, that he that finds a wife, uh, finds a good thing, and obtains favor, obtains favor in the Lord. And I guess that means that, that I have found favor, much favor, much favor, y'all, because I have surely found me a good thing. I stand here today and I, I say to you that I, that I, Eddie L. Oliver, oh man, I have found a wife. Someone I can trust, someone I can love, someone that loves and believes in me just as I love and believe in her. Someone that I vow to cherish, someone that I, I vow to protect with my very last breath until death, until death. Until death, until death, y'all, until death do us apart. You see, she, ah, uh, she and only she with, with all her beauty and her brains and her amazing smile, man. She, ah, uh, yes, yeah, she, she was the one who was good enough to capture my heart. When I wasn't even looking for love. When I wasn't even looking for, for my heart to be captured. When I, 
But I didn't even know y'all that, that love existed when I didn't even know that love was looking for me, man. She she captured my heart and I say to you that somehow, some way, somewhere, y'all, <laughs> we found each other. Through the mist and the fog, through through the tall buildings and towering trees, y'all, somehow, uh, some way, man, we 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 found each other. Like two ships lost in the night. Like like two people lost in the wilderness, like like two people standing at sea, you see, we, oh man, we found each other. Like in John 9, 25, man, all I know is, once I was blind, but now I see. Now I can see what love truly is. Now I can see what, what love must, must look like, and it's a beautiful thing, y'all. Because now my eyes are wide open. Now I know. Now I know that, that he who finds a wife, surely. Surely, surely find a good thing. I'm here to say, y'all, that I have surely found me a good thing. <laughs> you see, it's it's beautiful in the beginning. Yo, the beginning be the alpha, as it is written. It be the first chapter they call life. Beauty as it is in the beginning. Never thinking about it ending, just thinking about building, creating that solid foundation to stand on, trusting. Hoping that you don't stand alone, just hoping, nose wide open, walking on faith, just trying to keep pace, trying not to lose the race of every day, of every day, of everyday life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.